Mm. All right, all right. And in five, four, three, two, and one. Welcome to Cam Talks. Alex Fluitt, how are we doing? We is doing marvellous. We is doing banging, bruv. Yeah, well, I've got a London accent all of a sudden now, and I? That's it, that's it. A noob to London, eh? I am brand new to London. You are brand new to London. How long have you been in London now? It's uh, it's Saturday today. It's Saturday today. Two weeks today I've been wow. here. Wow. Yeah. And so just uh, let's just fill in the, the listeners at home who don't know who Alex Fluitt is, which is unbelievable if you don't know who Alex Fluitt is. You don't know who I am. You don't know who she is. Don't you know who don't I am. Don't you realise who she is. Alex, give us a bit of background about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? All that kind of stuff. Well, hi, Cameron. My name's Alex. I'm 35. I come from a tiny island in the middle of the English Channel that nobody's ever heard of. And um, age 35, I decided to leave my entire life up and move to London. That's it. What's wrong with you, Alex? You're crazy. I've left like a tropical island paradise with beautiful beaches and a family and a husband and an amazing home. And I've moved to London like a lunatic. Wow. Took the took the dive. What was it? What was it that made you do this? I mean, like, let, let's face it, you could have just lived in Oldham the rest of your life and been quite content. I could have absolutely done that. Um, there were a lot of mitigating factors. Of course, yeah. Um, mostly the fact that I never finished my degree. So it had niggled at me and niggled at me. And I don't have any children. So other than my husband and my dogs at home, I didn't really have a huge amount of commitment to stay put and not say, let's go and, and try and finish university. So I told my husband what I was going to do and his first response to me last year when I told him was, are you <laughs> Are you nuts? Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't go down very well. Wow. Um, and then he came round to the idea. I got him good and drunk and he came round to the That's idea. It. It's the way to his heart. And um, he said, OK, go for the audition because it's, um, it's a music university. So I had to go and audition. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I wanted to go and be a singer. Wow, so you literally had to get on a plane, come to London, yeah. do an audition, mm -hmm. go back on the plane, back to Oldney, and then you found out that you've got the place. I found out straight away. Wow. So yeah, I did the audition and they said, yep, yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. You can come. See um, you in September. Yeah. I think I probably tick a lot of boxes in the sense that I'm a mature student. Um, I'm international <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> Diversity funding. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, <laughs> cheers, thanks for letting me in. Phoned my husband and he said, um, okay then, well, I've got to go. And I was like, right, that's oh, not gone down bless. well. It's been a really tough year. And how long's the course? What's, well, I mean, I'm this just, isn't forever, right? I'm here for one year. Okay. At the moment. Well, that's great. One year's fine. One year is easy peasy. Come on, Lee, what are you on about? Oh, should be back before be, you know. Oh, honestly, he's coming up in three weeks to see me because he loves London. I love it. Um, but he lived in London 30 years ago. He doesn't want to do that again. And because we're of differing ages, he's 27 years older than me, I was just like, ooh, is this all there is? Am, am I just going to stay in Alderney and, and work as a marketer? I don't think that's enough. I no. think I need to just try and see if I can become a voiceover artist, a backing singer, Duetting with Sting, you know, it's, it's nice to have got Sting. Sting, Sting, if you're listening to this, Sting, we need you to, we need you, lad. Sting, we need you, lad. Well, it's interesting because you're, you know, you've been on Alderney your whole life, right? All my life. Your so entire life. I was pretty. I wasn't born on Alderney, but 
I was born in Guernsey, right. so just next door, and I've lived there until I did my A-levels. So I was there until I was 16, moved away to Guernsey for two years, moved back, moved to Cardiff, went to university there for a couple of years, came home, met my husband at Bam. 19, and that was it. Big house, white picket fence. Oh, yeah. You made your own house, right? We built our own home. Jesus, Alex, you've literally done a lifetime's work right now. And the ironic thing is um, most people say to me, oh, you've just done this all back to front. You've lived your yeah. life back to front. You've, you at 19, got married, built the house, got the dogs, you know, the 2.4 dogs, because we don't do kids. <laughs> um, but you know. Cute dogs as well. They are really oh, cute. They're so um, cute. I miss them, I miss them a lot. But you know, we, we did everything back to front and I suppose you, you can't help who you fall in love with and I have no regrets at all that, yeah. you know, I met Lee when I was 19 and he was 46. Wow. Mm. Yeah. How was how was that at the time? I was nuts about him. Just totally, totally nuts. As soon as I saw him, I was like, yeah, totally, totally fancy you. He looks a bit like David Bowie and um, Gordon Ramsay mixed together. (laughs) They will love that. (laughs) So that worked for me. Um, I just really liked him and I never thought it was seriously going to go anywhere. And then, of course... It did, and 15 years later, we're happily yeah. married. But what was the reaction, you know, at the beginning? You know, because I, because I, I, I to our relationship, yeah, to your relationship. <clears throat> okay, so you live on an island. It's three miles long. It's got 2,000 people on it, and all of a sudden, somebody sees you out having drinks with a very much older than you, a man. A mature man. A mature, well, I wouldn't call him mature. <laughs> but somebody much older than you, and I'm 19, and he's 46, and we're out in the pub together, and everyone's going, um, is that is that what I think that is? And it's amazing how, on such a small island, which I love dearly, everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. And if they don't tell it to you directly, you'll hear about it elsewhere. Yes. Um, it was hard. My mum was concerned. Um... But now, I mean, well, within about six weeks, everybody realised that actually we were a really good match. And it worked out really, really well. And we're great. Because, you know, you you obviously grew up on on an island with with people of all ages. So you're you're not really... What's the word? Like, I mean, you've hung around with people at different ages your whole life. So it doesn't, it's not as a big a deal as it is in the UK where you kind of stick to groups of your own age. So I'm 35. My two best girlfriends are both in their early 50s. It doesn't equate to me that, I, I mean, I, I always feel much older than my years, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But now I'm back at university with all these 18-year-olds. <laughs> How's that? How's being back in the fray with a bunch of young'uns? Two really mixed views. The first day I met a really nice mature student who's about my age. And I thought, oh, this is great. I've met other people my age that are breaking free of their lives and doing what they really want to do. Um, that's fantastic. I feel like I totally fit. And then the next day I met this gorgeous 18 year old girl and she was like, will you be my mum? Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm torn between being 18 and okay. 35. <laughs> and I was like, make sure you charge your phone. Let me know when you get there. You know, oh. I'm doing the full mum thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm very excited to be here. But you, you get that kind of mentality when you grow up on an island where you do know everyone. You literally know everyone, right? Every single person. Every single person. And if you don't know them, it's pure, purely because they're just tourists. It's scandal. Isn't it weird? Like, when... Did you see that man walk down the street the other day? Didn't did, even say hello to anyone. Was? Did you know who he was? He had a beard. He had a beard, like brown eyes. Do you, do you know him? He just walked straight past us. We said hi. 
<laughs> must be new. <laughs> must be a bloody tourist. But that's what I love about Oldney, though, isn't it? Is that like, so ever since, you know, I was young, you know, you, you grew up and you say hello to everyone. Hello, 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 hello. You do that around here, Alex. And I'm afraid you're going to find yourself in a very messy mess. So I'm living um, in Wimbledon. And it's lovely. I'm very grateful to be living in Wimbledon with a lovely friend. And um, it's it's a great place to be. It's really close to uni for me. So it's ideal. I think I've probably got the shortest commute <laughs> out of everybody I know in London. Um, I'm walking through the park every morning. I found Wimbledon Park. I go to the Common. I'm trotting Beautiful. around. I'm wombling. No, Wimbledon, wombling. I'm wombling around, having a lovely time. Mostly singing songs by Mike Batt. <laughs> and every time I see someone with a dog... I look at the dog with doe eyes and then I look up and smile and then I get this. Don't look at my dog. Yeah, like, and don't pet my dog. Oh, I wouldn't dream of touching them because people just think I'm the park weirdo. But that's weird though, isn't it? Because, you know, in Oldenly, literally, you see a cute dog, you have to pet it. It's We don't see many cute dogs apart from your, your own ones. So, yeah. And then you come to London where we have a vast amount of dogs. I'm and it's really like... naughty. I just want to say hello to everybody and smile. It's... It's surprising, though, how many people actually smile back. Yeah, 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 It's yeah, really absolutely. pleasant. But listen, don't let that, um, you know, put you off, you know, because the thing is, you have to develop this thick skin in London. And I, and I remember for, because I was based in Manchester for eight years, mm. and Manchester is so loving and everyone wants to say hello. Coming down to London, you get this horrible cold shoulder. And all I can say is don't, don't buy into it. Oh, I'm not offended you know? at all. Don't make eye contact on the tube. No, I know don't, that one. <laughs> but just don't don't be brought down by it. You know, no. don't don't let yourself who you are and, and you oh, want no, to I'll, talk I'll to I'll still people. say hello to people. Yeah? I'll still smile. The weirdest thing I saw, I was so cute, right? I was on the tube the other day and I saw a, a, a guy flirting with a girl on the tube and I was like, what's he doing? Oh my God, this is awkward. You know, and he's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, this is awkward, this is awkward. You're not from around here. Yeah, and, and of course he makes a joke to her and, um, and she responds really well and I'm like, oh, actually, Actually, she likes this. Go on, mate. Go on, go so on. Did you think it was some sort of strange social experiment? It, uh, that's what I thought. I thought something was going Someone's on. Someone's filming this. Anyway, in the end, he asked for her number and, and she gives it to him. On the tube. On the tube. But isn't that like the best story to tell your it's grandkids? Beautiful. It was so beautiful. Like everyone on the tube felt this magic as well. We were all like, go, go, do it, do it, do it. And, I like uh, a romantic story. Yeah, definitely. But you'll experience that a lot on the tube, although you'll also experience 90% of the time just cold, just like no one um, talking. I I'd never feel cold on the tube. I don't know if it's my age, <laughs> but I swear to God, it's so hot in it's London. It's so hot in London. I can't it? breathe. I'm so yeah. glad I'm not here during the summer. It's about three degrees warmer um, because of the pollution. We have our own microclimate, mm, which yummy. is uh, interesting fact. Yes. Love the smog. Um, but also around 10,000 people die per year because of the air pollution. Um, that's down to all sorts of factors. As a singer, I've really struggled coming here. I'm already quite husky. Yes, yes. Which is great for my voice. I've work. got it. I just had an idea. Old in the air. We can sell old, yeah. We can bottle old air and sell it to the to the singers in London. I need I need something. I need some fresh air going on. But that's the thing, right? Because in old everything's fresh. Everything you know, the the milk, the butter, the the fish, the food, everything's fresh. When you're in London, when you you have to go and eat, when you have to feed yourself, you're a bit like supermarket or supermarket or you know, you're a bit. There's so much choice. But it, it's not as convenient as I thought it was going to be. Although there is an M&S near my tube station. Fancy. Other supermarkets are available. Um, and <laughs> I find that 
as a little country bumpkin girl to see like a big shiny supermarket that's just like Beautiful. heaven to me yeah 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 it's great I'm I won't surprised get bored we don't have that. an M&S in Oldenby by now I think we used to a long time ago really yeah there was something something no some affiliation yeah. well, Oldenby used to be a lot of things didn't it you know I think it's very easy to get bogged down in the good old days oh. and what something used to be yeah, and it, yeah. the lovely thing about Alderney is it's very nostalgic anyway it's like stepping back in time 30 years yes you know we don't wear our seatbelts we don't lock our front doors um it's a five minute walk to the beach you don't have to think about I mean I remember one Alderney week which is like our big festival week I'd left my iPhone my purse and my car keys on the passenger seat of my car which was a soft top convertible roof with the roof down <laughs> in the middle of the busiest tourist week of of Alderney summer and I went up the next morning and there it all was hadn't been touched you know that's it's unheard of anywhere in the world that that would be the case well I mean people trust people there right like I'm not, this is the worst thing ever right but like you know essentially if your if your car gets stolen it's not stolen. Someone just needed Someone's to use it. Someone's borrowed right? it, yeah. Someone's borrowed your car. Oh, I really <laughs> couldn't be bothered to walk to the quarry party, so I just thought I'd get in the car. That's it. Sorry. Sorry. And that's fine. I think it's very difficult to... I think it's very easy to get bogged down in things ain't what they used to be. Oh, and you yeah. can apply that to anything. You can apply that to Brexit. You can apply mm. that to, you know, everything in the world. And it's of a concern. Yep, yeah. But with somewhere like Alderney, you're in a lost little fantasy land for a bit and it's very easy to get caught up in the the locality, the gossip, the... It's the change. You know, when things change, it's really obvious. People don't like change. Be oh, don't we know that, hey? I love change. Yeah, I mean, but this is the thing is that when you have a small island with a, a community that's so tight-knit and let's face it, an ageing population, mm. you know, they're not getting any younger... Change to them isn't what they want, you know. Absolutely. Preservity. And just just preserve everything we have, <laughs> including the airline. Do yeah. it dare, dare we even talk about the airline? I mean, like, that's probably the, that's probably the most divisive. I wouldn't even say divisive because everyone hates them, but... It's, it's just such a shame that it's as bad as it is at the moment. But... It's a managerial thing as opposed to a ground staff thing. You know, all our all our, all the people that work for Rooney are fantastic human beings. They want an easy life. They want us to all go away on time and travel how they want to travel. Rooney's a real contentious issue, and and I'm very grateful that they still let me fly <laughs> after. <laughs> but it's making the a massive impact with with people's lives in Oldney. You know, not e not even just the. We need the... to be able to get on and off the island via air. This weekend the last rotations of our summer ferry service have been cancelled because the weather is too bad Jesus. to sail. We've got some of the strongest waters around us in Alderney. Tidally, they're petrifying. So, But what is it about Orini that, that makes them uh, ill-equipped to handle the... I don't even think it's the choice of aircraft. I just think it's unfortunate that the aircraft that were purchased are probably not as not fit for purpose healthy as they should be not as young as they should be um i think there was a real there was a real contentious issue in them purchasing the dornier but that was probably the best aircraft at the time our runway's not long enough to have bigger aircraft um to extend the runway would cost a fortune do we want to extend our runway god is, no is there a way around this um do guernsey states want us to go Via Guernsey. Oh, well, now that, that is a big issue, right? So the there's is really only one side when it comes to Orini and Olney, mm -hmm. but Orini and Guernsey. 
Orenianism by the, owned by the states of Guernsey. But this is ridiculous, Alex. How how I mean, this is like the biggest rivalry I've ever heard that has got really uh, nothing, no real grounds to it. It's like oh well, we're we're owned by them and our states members. They get on with them, and it's pathetic. And it's so hard for Alderney and Guernsey because Guernsey are getting a bum deal as well. We have to we mustn't forget mm. that Guernsey are also having a pretty rubbish service. Um, you know, it's expensive to fly. All my friends that I've made at university, they're like, oh, your island sounds amazing. Can I come and stay? I'm like, you can come and stay. Yeah, if you get have there. You, have you got a spare £400 <laughs> and 10 days, you know, yeah. either side of your holiday to, to wait? <clears throat> and this is the worst thing because when I was working for Ordinary Tourism, to encourage people to come, if everything was running to time and you could get there and you couldn't excuse the weather, if, yeah. if it's bad weather, that's okay, you understand. You don't want to fly in bad weather. But if it's gone tech for the hundredth time, mm. if actually they've delayed you or they've cancelled you or they're not going to cover putting you up overnight. And and Guernsey get a bum rap. We get a bum rap because all Guernsey people think Alderney are moaning. Right. Yeah, and yeah, constantly yeah. moaning. But they don't understand that our service is completely different. You get a lot of comments from people in Guernsey saying, you know, ill-educated people saying... Well, get your own airline. Hang on a minute. This was our airline. I mean, literally, Orini means... means Alderney. Jesus. There you go. So, But it, the, the new marketing for Orini's funny because it says Guernsey's airline on it. That's what they call it. Yeah, Guernsey's airline. It's unbelievable. And technically, Alderney is Guernsey because we are part of the Bailiwick of Guernsey. Right. If you put the word Bailiwick on something, it's not going to make any sense. No, 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 no. They don't like to use the term Orini because they don't think from a marketing perspective it explains where they fly to. And no one's heard of Oldney. So you put Oldney on, on a big poster. To be honest, no one's heard of Guernsey either. Well, you, you'd be surprised because actually in London, like that's, I when I have to talk about Channel Islands, they're like, oh, Channel Islands, I'm like, you know, I just Guernsey, think, you know, Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, Jersey. Yeah, they know one, Jersey. Right? But th this this last couple of weeks when I've said, oh, you know, like Jersey and Guernsey, they're like, Jersey. Yeah, a and bit. a lot of them know Sark. They're like, is that the one with no cars? There you go. It's, it's Maybe we should get rid of all the cars on Oldney and just, you know. No, but this is the thing, right, is that every island is going to suffer through problems yeah. like that because, I mean, we suffer through problems out in the UK where we have loads of services, you know, whether it's trying to get trains and stuff up north, whatever it is, there's always going to be issues. The biggest problem I see on Oldney is the fact that it's like a knock-on effect, you know. It's like the airline has a few problems. That means that the family doesn't want to come again. That family doesn't want to come again. They don't rent out that house again. That house then is going to be left, you know, no and one then in it. they come for a week self-catering and you've lost all the income into the local farm shop, all the income into the local pubs, all the income into the yeah. activities. The Alex, I remember when there was like, how many pubs were there on, on Old I think 15 or 16 at one point. And now how many do we it have? It was the most pubs within a square mile <laughs> in, the, in the UK. Or that should be a world, world record. That, that's amazing, <laughs> it's isn't nuts, it? It's nuts, isn't it? But now we have what? We have like the Georgian, we have the Marais, we have... The divers, the Brady's. Coronation the campaign. Yeah, we, we threw that yeah, one a fair few. We've got a few. <laughs> but everybody, I mean, I think it would be amiss to say that everybody is certainly feeling the pinch. Everyone is struggling. Right, yeah. Um, mostly due to our transport issues. But mm. it's down to Alderney to do something about it as much as it is down to Guernsey. I like that. We yeah. need to be as proactive as possible. And we can sit there being keyboard warriors all day. But we need to go to the source of the, source of the problem or, or to the problem solvers and say... Look, you need to. Un we need to bombard them with, "This is not acceptable. We need your help. Mm. Please help us, or do something about this now." Yeah. Because yeah. we've been talking about this for. 15 well, I mean, years? we talk a lot in Oldney, right? I mean, that our pub talk 
that kind of groupthink is horrendous. And I think that's what's got us into this mess because mm. essentially the way that groupthink works is that you go into the George and you start talking about Arini, you then go down the sailing club and guess what you're talking about? Arini. But the thing is, that's, this is where you get cross-communication, you get crossed wires, um, and then the rumour mill starts. Mm -hmm. And this is why people in Guernsey think, well, hang on a minute, why should we provide Audney with a service because yes, they're moaning yeah. minis or they're not, they don't pay the tax. And I'm like, hang on a minute, mm. we're all taxpayers. We, we do contribute. But of course, there's 2,000 of us and Guernsey you look at it as well they get a hospital and they get the <laughs> medical flights and you know imagine if you had cancer and you lived on Alderney and you were poorly and you had to go to Guernsey for chemotherapy you then get told at the airport you've had a day of chemo you want to go home to your own bed sorry flight's gone tech mm. anybody in Guernsey could just get in the car and go to go home and and we don't have and and that's one of the the downsides perhaps of, of living on Alderney we're heavily reliant on that transport link to Guernsey and to Southampton we need they are lifeline links there is no doubt about it we would lose so many island businesses if we lost the Southampton to Alderney direct route if we started going via Guernsey you, you've lost a whole business day let alone the fact that you already have to plan maybe two or three days to go go in advance two or mm. three days you can't get your luggage on the same flight that you're on but is it how how are we actually supposed to deal with this when I mean the biggest problem is is that Orini even though it's state owned it's kind of uh, it's like a corporation we kind of blame them for yeah. you know we blame them for not putting on good service we need to be proactive but Oldney itself has not done itself any favors I mean we look at case studies like Dubai and how it didn't even exist and then one day they decided that we're going to create the mega city of the future. We're going to invite all of these influencers. You know, God, Oldney's just had its first like influencer come and visit. I thought it was brilliant. You really? Know. Yeah. Who is that? Well, of course. You know, this is the problem with influencers these days. Is that you Haven't have to have thousands yet. of. This is the thing, right? So this guy has a couple of hundred thousand view, uh, you know, uh, followers on Instagram. Great. So great, you can record some great content, but it's just not enough. You could get Mrs. Hinch, right? <laughs> Mrs. Hinch is like, she's like my Insta porn for me. Wow. She's like the best thing ever. A lot of people go, oh. <laughs> I love her because I find her fascinating from a marketing perspective. She has got the most natural following. She's got the the most, um, like her her followers, the engagement is the most genuine engagement that you could possibly get. Interesting. We could get her to Alderney. It might encourage a few people to think, okay, I'll come to Alderney. Mm -hmm. And then they see how much it is. Yes. And yes. then they see how difficult it is to get there. And before you know it, you know, you can have all the influences in the world. Mm. You need to make Alderney more accessible. That's it. And then you get people... But this is the problem. It's a chicken and egg, right? You know, like, why would an airline like Orini actually invest in new planes? We in... need Richard Branson. Look, I mean, <laughs> essentially, like, uh, I said this to about seven years ago to the then president, uh, Stuart Trout. But I said, I said, look... I'm on Arini's side here. It's like, why the hell should they invest in this little island? And it was like, oh, God, could you say that, Cam? I'm like, well, because if they're a business and they're trying to operate at a profit... I think that's what they need to determine. And this is what's been said by the states of Guernsey. They need to either decide, are we an enabler for the bailiwick or are we a business? Interesting, Are we yeah. trying to turn a profit here or are we going to take the hit, take the loss, but make sure that we're running to all intents and purposes, a shuttle bus service. <laughs> and that's what it needs to be. Yeah, that's what yeah, it needs yeah. to be. It needs to be something simple enough to say, we're going to do four rotations a day to Guernsey mm. and two rotations a day to Southampton. And if they're all full, let's do some more. 
Yeah, but that's the problem, right? Is that there's often been, uh, you know, whole planes where you're just the only one. Mm. You're literally the normal plane, so you can yeah. see how that's going to cause a problem. So this, if the demand comes in, the supply will follow, and that's always how it is. And so, over the last decade, you know, you've had people decide, oh, we'll go to Spain this year instead. In fact, uh, we're not going to go to Oldney for the six weeks. We're going to go for two weeks. Yes. And without those shoulder months, mm. um, and then also, you know, dare I say, the winter season, <sighs> you know, we have to keep that demand up. And the biggest problem I see is that there's so much good stuff going on mm. Oldney, but it just doesn't get. Alderney is wonderful in the winter and Alderney is wonderful any time of year. It's maybe, amazing. Maybe not February. February's not my favourite. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a short month. It's okay. <laughs> I find that our community spirit, our volunteers, if we didn't have people that cared so much about Alderney to put these events on, it wouldn't exist. Alderney wouldn't exist without the volunteer brigade and their amazing mm-hmm. event that they put on. But it's so hard to get people to understand how they need to be promoted. And then it's even harder to get people on board to say, okay, yeah, we're gonna come to your event. So you need longevity in these events. You need to build a momentum. And three years down the line, you're going, well, nobody's turned up and I can't afford any more time on this. And yes, yeah. it's so difficult. It's so hard. And I really, I feel for everyone that puts so much effort into Alderney. You also have a group of people in Alderney that will say, oh, we don't want to tell anyone about Alderney because it's our little piece of paradise. Shh. Don't tell anyone Alderney exists. Yeah. And it's this beautiful catch-22 situation where actually, yes, we need the tourism and yes, we, we love the tourists, but maybe only for X amount of time a year yep. and yeah, yeah. maybe let's limit it to maybe 500 people at a time. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's course, that yeah. sort of, this is our best kept secret and we don't want paradise to be spoiled. But if we want to still live on paradise, we need to let a few people in. Yep. And if we're going to let them in, then we need to make it affordable for them to want to come back. I mean, my childhood friends, my current friends, most people I know have come to Alderney by chance. It's been one of those sort of strange summers where they accidentally sailed in because it was a safe port or they were flying and they couldn't get into Guernsey so they ended up in Alderney or... It was all by chance or mm. a connection or somebody knew somebody and they said, oh, come and stay in Alderney for a weekend. And these people, 30, 40, 50 years later... They're still coming. They're still coming. They're, they're bringing their coming. kids. They're bringing their grandkids. And that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. We need that to continue. But this is it, right? So, like, I don't think that we'd ever not go to Alderney. The real question is, why would you ever move to Alderney? There's lots of good reasons to move to Alderney. But I think you have to make it what you need it to be. When I finish here in London, hopefully I'll have made good contacts, I'll have some work under my belt and I'll be able to be a voiceover artist or I'll be able to be a singer or I'll be able to have some sort of um, work where I can work remotely in Alderney. So Lee's going to build me a shed, a soundproof studio so I can produce stuff and I can create stuff without having to traipse up to London back and forth all the time. I have to make that work for me if I want to live the lifestyle of, of living on mm-hmm. a small island. Because you're not going to go to the job centre, right? There is no job centre. There, ain't, there ain't no job centre. ain't no jobs around here. you got to make <laughs> them, right? you got to make them. But this is it. I've got to say. It's a local job centre. The only, the only thing that bugs me about potentially ever starting a business in Oldney is that the internet's shocking. Okay, so I. I use the internet a lot. I think most people nowadays. Yeah. Of I mean, what did we do before the internet existed? 
Were you even born before the internet existed? I was born in 92, mm, so... Um, no, it was probably around. I remember dial-up, you know. <gasps> yeah, that... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it was good. But this is the thing, yeah. So I'm waiting as three a, hours. As a video producer, I'm making... Uh, I, I don't shoot in 4K. Everyone's like, oh, you've got 4K, your videos. I'm like, oh, amazing, great. 4K for me is, is it's a it's a big file size, but what's okay. an even bigger file size is slow motion. Mm. So when you see those videos that are all shot in slow motion, I can guarantee you that the video producer of that has gone through hell to get that to you. And so you know you, these these video cameras, quick they, content. They, this is very very quick stuff because it's just normal. When I'm shooting like adverts for people. The, the file sizes are so big and I'll get clients say to me, you know, they'll be in Manchester, I'll be in London, oh, just Dropbox me the, um, the, the video and I'll sit there. Last night, I'd finished a 24-hour upload that I couldn't move my computer for you 24 hours. You would be able hours. to do that in Alderney. That would have been taken about two weeks in Alderney, mm. you know, and that's the thing is that in, even in London, we can't even like, get super speed broadband. Yeah, so how are we going to do how, it on How are island? we going to get in Alderney? And this is another contentious issue in the sense that there are people on the island saying, well, you know, we're working on it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I've been, I've worked for the States of Alderney. I know what yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. in the inner sanctum. You've seen um, the inside. And I, I have no doubt in my mind that these people are working incredibly hard yes, yeah. to, to get that done. But you go around in circles. You're waiting for a law officer to change a law. You're waiting for Guernsey States to make a decision. Or by the time that's happened... The state's members have changed. You know, it's been four years. Well, that's another subject, have... Alex. That's, oh. I mean, Jesus, states. I don't think people. You're going to in... get me in trouble, Cammy. I'm not no, going to be allowed no. back to Alderney. Do you know what? Actually, we 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 do have a flute of doom, right? And I I've not brought it out yet. But if if you wanted to change the conversation, you're supposed to blow the flute. Oh, is it a flute or is it a recorder? Wait, let me let me see if I can find it. Let's have a quick look. Um, oh, do you know what? Secretly hoping there's no flute. Here's oh. the flute, right? So this is the change the subject flute. Oh, I feel like, you know, um, Gene Wilder in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, he goes... Oh, it's not very good. That's it, that's it. So, but no, I, I do want to talk a bit about the States of Alderney because it's okay. really interesting. Um, you know, if you're from the UK, you understand party politics, Labour, Conservative, Greenpeace, a lot whatever. Of people, a lot of my new friends in London don't understand why I don't vote. Right. So we don't vote because, and a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of my friends that I've made in the last couple of weeks here, they don't understand why Brexit doesn't affect us so much, or why, um, why we're part of Britain but we're not part of the UK. So that's a very strange. Or part of the EU. We're not part of the EU. We're not either. part of the EU. No. That's, I mean, but and that's the first strange thing. The second strange thing is the fact that we have ten states members. Yes. Who don't have parties. No. So they just have personal beliefs. You just get in on, on personality or on, on a, a great manifesto or sometimes you Does just... Does even have a manifesto? Yeah, some people put manifestos really? out. Most people do. Wow. Sometimes you just get in through sheer good luck because you were the best of the bunch. Right, Um yeah. I think anybody that wants to be a states member is a saint. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody that wants to put their head above the parapet because that used to be... Uh, in my job, I used to have my head well above the parapet and... I couldn't think of anything that I'd like you to do You don't even less. get shot. You just get every day someone just knocks you on the head yeah, five like times. Yeah, just like one of those hot teaspoons. Yeah, it's like one of those Japanese torture. You're yeah. just like death by water drops. You're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, and it is, it's commendable, uh, you know, job to, to do in Alderney because obviously it's not a massively paid job. You know, it's you do put your, no, your head on the line. Ranges. I went to um, one of their uh, states meetings, right, uh, at Christmas time, and I saw them... 
I mean, it's so funny, right? So it's like a it's like a court type thing, right? They all sit around the table. You know exactly what it's oh, like. Oh, did you go into the court? I went, yeah, I went in there. To like, a and, state yeah, and I kind of sat there for like three, four hours, and um, <laughs> one of the states members was asleep. See, and everyone has a go at them in in Parliament for doing that. Exactly, but more importantly, they're getting shit done, and I was a bit like, wow. I was like, they're actually going through the motions, and this was uh, Stuart Trout's, uh, one of his last ones, and yeah. it was a joy. It was a joy to see what a president actually does. You know, you look at Trump, and you look at, like, you know, Boris Johnson, you think yeah, they're just faces. Yeah, like Stuart Trout over Donald Trump, please. But this is the point, is, like, they have a job to do, which is to take all of these things you have to talk about, talk about them, and then come up with an action. Yeah. And to see that happen was so boring. Mm. It's like, congratulations on just sitting there and doing this X amount of times a year. It's so difficult. Their hands are constantly tied. And I used to work um, for the States and I'd be in um, meetings with regards to tourism and marketing. And you'd be sat there with the States members for that committee. And they'd say, right, well, this is simple. We just do this, this and this, and then it gets fixed. And I'm going, well, that sounds great. Um, I can facilitate this, this, and this if you think you can fix it. And then the chief executive would sit there who who knows the insides and the, outsides the of everything. The CEO, though. Yeah. There's a CEO of Oldney. Yes. How mad is that? Who oversees the civil service. And so he would be like, <laughs> it's a great idea and I love it, but actually your hands are tied on this and you need Guernsey's approval for that and you need wow. a law officer for this. And before you knew it, you were back at square one going, okay, so is there an alternative solution? No. Right, let's put that to bed and start again with something else. It's such an interesting political dynamic over there, isn't it? But like, if if we can't even sort ourselves out there, I don't see how all this Brexit stuff's going to sort itself out. We provide a lot of money to Guernsey with regards to our gambling commission and, and yes, things like yeah. that. It's fan- it's fantastic the mm. money that Alderney is making, and I think not not enough gets shouted about with regards to that. But you know, we could go on about the 1948 agreement. We could go on. We could go on about a lot of things with regards to the relationship between Alderney and Guernsey. And I'm not educated well enough. On but that. you're a Guernsey girl. You're a Guernsey girl that, that that's grew up grew up in I Alderney. I was born in Guernsey. It does not mean that I. Well, actually, ironically. I was born in Guernsey, but I have no right to live or work there. Interesting. I pay my taxes to Guernsey. I was educated in Guernsey. Um, no, no, I'd have to buy on the open market. I'm not regarded as a local. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. How can you be regarded as a local I think in, you have to in Alderney or in oh, Guernsey? In Alderney. Or just let anyone in in Alderney. In Alderney, you, you can come buy a house tomorrow, yeah. Amazing. Mm. So you buy a house in Alderney, you, you move there, you know, and then what's the other benefits of living in Alderney? There is... 20% a, tax. Is that, is that 20% personal tax? Yeah. And then I believe it's about 10% corporation tax? I think so, yeah. It's That's not, fantastic. It's not much. And obviously we don't pay VAT. Wow, That's no VAT. Pleasant. Okay, excellent. What else? You're selling it to me. Honestly, I, should, I feel like I should start singing the theme tune to Only Fools and Horses. Um, no income tax, no VAT, uh, no capital gains, wow. no inheritance tax, all that sort of no stuff. No inheritance tax. Shh, no. don't say that. We're in London right now. Come to no, no, you know what? This is one that this is actually probably one of the things I, I remember working with a real estate company who explained to me why London was such a a, a terrible property market. Oh lord! And it's because of the you know you buy you can pay any amount of money for anything in London like a shoebox, and and then um, you've got that whacking percentage on the top. Yeah, it's evil, isn't it? But you think if people found out about Oldney, you know, you think. I don't know. I have I have high hopes that things will get better, and I'm constantly reminded that there will always be a reason to be moaning about something. Yeah, and you know, the reason why I think in Alderney, we're so lucky that we've got something to moan 
about that's so trivial. Yeah. Really, in the grand scheme of yeah, things, yeah. the airline is still going. <laughs> okay, it's not uh, its, it's best. It's perfect. But the airline is still going. Yeah. We, we still have a way to get on and off the island-ish. Um, it's not brilliant, but it's, but it's happening. We've got the most amazing community. In oh. the grand scheme of things, on a day-to-day -day basis, my biggest worry in the day is, what am I going to have for dinner? Where shall I walk? Which which beautiful, unspoiled, sandy, white sand, turquoise sea beach shall I walk my two dogs on today where I won't bump into anybody else? You know, that these are the, the biggest issues for me. But listen, this is the thing, right, is that we, we talked a little bit about how they just want to preserve what they have. And community is, is the one of the probably the biggest thing, right? Community, the nature, um, you know, the wildlife, the history. I mean the history of Aldney is phenomenal. Yeah. The only place yeah. in the British Isles to have housed a concentration camp on British soil during World War Two. I mean, people don't people don't know people about don't know this. About I did history at school in the UK and it wasn't even in our curriculum. I did history at school in Alderney and even we didn't talk about Alderney history. Wow. It's not part of the curriculum, so they're not going to teach but it. why is that? I mean, there must have been some cover-up after all. And, and not a cover-up. I know a lot of people say... I think we'll just, never know the full extent of what happened. I think it's just got to do with the fact that genuinely after Second World War, the last thing we want to talk about is what bits of the UK yeah. were taken over by the Germans. And it's very important in Alderney that we recognise what happened there while yes. we were evacuated. I think it's very important, even more so important, to recognise the fact that Alderney would not be there now if our community, if our people, if our ancestors hadn't come back. They could have turned back up on Alderney and gone, it's too devastated, the Germans... Sorry, not the Germans... The Nazis. The Nazis. The Nazis. The Nazis. The Nazis. They came, occupied they saw, Alderney. they destroyed the they place. They wrecked the place. Also, Britain bombed Alderney. Yeah, yeah HMS yeah. Rodney gave us a good old battering to because, you know, we were Hitler's Atlantic Wall. We were. Alderney is historically so important yeah. because technically we're the only real Channel Island because we are in the Channel. The others are in like the Bay of yep, yeah, yeah. French something. Um, so it's very exciting for us to be such a prolific island. Roman history. Oh, um, Neolithic. The stuff we're digging up. How the bloody hell did the cavemen get there? The Iron Age stuff that they found yeah, in this yeah, last yeah. dig. Amazing. I mean, it gives me goosebumps to think how incredible and prolific Alderney is. Mm -hmm. I'm so desperate for more people to know about it. I'm so desperate for it not to change. Well, look, I think it, nothing's going to change quickly. Mm. And I think that's that's <laughs> what we all know. It's going to be a very, very slow. It's an evolution, not yeah. a revolution. If you're looking for something 1979-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Head there now. Yeah, for sure. But this is the thing. So I've been doing some work recently with Visit Oldney. And I'm really thankful because the, the team in Visit Oldney now are... Let's just say they, they're they being left on their own a little bit more. Totally. Which actually gives them the ability to go and make the, the mistakes themselves and do whatever yeah. they want to do. And they are getting there. You have to find your feet in, yeah. in something like yeah. that. I was very I was very lucky in my time there. I worked my tiny tits off um, and I loved it, but it made me poorly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was hard work. But I must say, when you were working there, that's probably the time when social media was, yeah. was least known by other people, but you're the, the expert. It, it really changed. It's like you're talking Chinese to these people and they're just going... Yeah, well, we need a new brochure and it needs to be this big by this big. And you're like, okay, 
you know, and I, I completely get it. But right now, we've just made a series, uh, like a web series. The um, content is so essential. We are going to be producing a lot more content on Old Knee. And this is the thing. So I, I made a vlog on Old Knee like, nearly two years ago now. I was in um, it. Yeah, you you closed the vlog. You, t- you spoke about how, how the thing about Old Knee is that your friends are your currency. And I think that really was like, this should be the strap line. It's so true. It was and amazing. I nicked that right? off someone as well. It, wasn't, you really? even, it wasn't even my line. Alex, where did that come from? Gareth Hughes. Damn it. Thank you, Chubbs. Thanks, um, Chubbs. He, he said it once, and it really resonated with me, because I know people on Alderney that are multi-millionaires. I know people on Alderney that haven't got a penny to rub together. I wouldn't think twice about having every single one of them around my dinner table all at the same time. We have parties. We have nice house parties, and I've got 50, 60, 70 people milling around my house. Someone that's <laughs> collecting the bins versus... The island president. You know, we're all the same. Yeah, we yeah. all have the same love for Alderney. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from. The fact that you found Alderney, you're one of us. Yeah, it's like a a, a private members club. It does. Uh, feel like it, does it does feel like that, and, yeah. and you feel like you're part of this this group. Where nowhere, no matter where you are in the world, if you need help, there's someone I, who can help you. I, that's the amazing thing about Alderney. I've moved to London. I've been here for two weeks. I've had one night in. In two weeks, I have because been you've out. seen Alderney people. I have been out every time with people that I have a connection with to Alderney. That's it. I've heard that you were. Um, I've heard that you were in London. Can we meet up? It would be so nice to see you. Um, can we have an Alderney event? Can we have a get together? I'm like, well, that's how we know each other. Yeah, absolutely. But this is the thing. Great. So I remember growing up as a kid, in, and so we had a house in Southampton and a house in Alderney where we would, you know, obviously ferry ferry ourselves to back and from five six times a year at least um and so whenever we used to get fogged in in southampton we used to have the oldney suite i used Remember to the love oldney suite? coming and staying in the yeah suite. it was like the spare bedroom just called the oldney suite because anyone that got like you know like delayed in southampton you just you know you'd sort, sort it out right it was just so easy um it was such a great time when i first knew your parents because you know when you meet someone and you think these guys are so our people they're so the right fit yeah yeah and the fact that we have that with a lot of our friends that come to Alderney on a part-time basis or on a, the occasional holiday and before you know it they've sold up they've moved to Alderney a lot of our close circle of friends have relocated full-time to Alderney in the last 10 years yeah yeah but and is it not inevitable that we'll just all end up there Oh, I hope so. Mm. It's the happiest retirement village in the world. It really is, isn't it? And yeah. and I think it kind of scares. So my girlfriend, Nina, she, uh, you know, we talk a lot about what we want in life. I feel. I'm like, I'm going to be an old knee. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move back to old knee. And you kind of get this feeling that's like, whoa, yeah. are you sure? Like, you know, but for me, it's such a certainty. I'm just like, why would I not want to be? There is no doubt in my mind that I will spend, it, hopefully if I get good and old, yeah. That I will spend my my final years in Alderney. All my family are there. All my friends are there. It, it's such an easy, lovely, happy place yeah, to be. It really is. Right now, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm sticking in London for a bit. I love it. How has it been? So you come from a little island and you've just ended up here in the busiest city ever. I, I love mean, it. it. It's crazy, this place. It's like nine nine different cities, basically. I love it. Yeah? I love it. Brilliant. I don't feel unsafe. I mean, I'm pretty sensible. I mean, Alex, I've got to admit, like, you're in Wimbledon. Yeah. That's not, not exactly the uh, most Coming dangerous Coming to visit place. you today in 
North London has... Has it changed your perception a little bit of London? Like, have, I, saw, just... I saw my first used needle on the floor today. Yeah, well, there's some, some dirty stuff around here. Yeah. I mean, look, the, 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 there is an issue around here. And... But in the same vein, I saw my first squirrel yesterday. So, you know, oh. it's like peaks and troughs. You know what? But the thing <laughs> is, is that like you, the community is, is, is here. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I have to say like, so we live, this is a warehouse with 17 other warehouses. It's amazing. It's about 300 people in this, in this gated community. Um, we have the same kind of, you know, love and, and friendship that we have in Oldney. Yeah. You know, we have people over all the time, you know, so you, you get your, your little groups together. How are you finding your your groups in London? Because they're, they're not it's obvious, you know, you don't just walk into a pub and see the same people. You have to be proactive. I, you absolutely have to be proactive. So before I even moved to London, I found a yoga class that I wanted to join. Brilliant. So I've got my first yoga next week. Um, the lovely thing about the university that I'm at, um, which is BIM, in Fulham, BIM London, um, they put on all these extra masterclasses. So this mm, week, cool. I'm going to be mixing not just with my classmates, but with other people on the course that have got similar interests to me. I'm learning the bass. Okay. I'm excited okay. about that. Um, I'm going to a masterclass on Monday with Pete Smith. He's like a Grammy award winning producer who produced The Police, Stevie wow. Wonder. You know, I'm You're doing it. I am totally doing it. I, You have to put yourself out there without doubt. Yep. I came two weeks ago. Lee, my husband, came with me. I was fraught. I was absolutely fraught. I was happy to be in London, but I was like, no, I've made a terrible mistake. I'm going really? home. Oh, I was the blues. teary. I was like, Lee, I was like gripping onto him for dear life. He left on Wednesday. Off he went in his Uber, which I think is amazing, by the way. I had my first Uber the other week. No I'm way. really excited. It's Squirrels, cool, it? Ubers. Wow. I heard a fox. And um, honestly, I'm like reeling. Little country bumpkin girl, loving her life. <laughs> and um, he left and I was fine. I'm absolutely fine. Alex, you fine. were more than fine. It must have been that feeling the first time you were left like home alone. You're like, okay. I was just, oh, <laughs> oh I, have to, I have to do this now. And then you went to the shops, right? You, and you picked up some dinner. And you're like, I, went to, I went to my very favourite Mars and Spencers. Marks and Sparks, and, darling. Uh, oh, I love it. Jesus. Oh my Lord. I know exactly how you feel because yeah, I I mean I felt like every every place that I've moved to a new place, you know, you get this feeling like it's oh, totally it's... daunting. But yeah, I, I just I said to you before, I just feel like all my ducks were in a row with coming to London. Your mum always has this lovely phrase that she says to me, and I'm sure she must say it to you a billion times. What's for you won't go by you. She says that a lot. Yeah, she? which yeah. is basically the Welsh version of K Sarah Sarah. Yeah. But <laughs> what's for you won't go by you. And I just oh, felt well. like, you know, not that it's all like, oh, it's destiny and it was meant to be. And, you know, <laughs> the, the psychic vibes were sent to me. I just felt like all my ducks were Time. in a row. My mum's not very well. I didn't want to leave her. She's on some new medication. She's rocking and rolling. There I'm you like, go. oh, mum's well enough. I think I can go without worrying. Amazing. Lee was totally supportive. Um, as always. As always. He's just been brilliant. He's he amazing. He was totally supportive and was cool about me going. Um, my friend Sarah then said, well, come and live with me and I'll do, you a, I'll do you a deal on rent and you come and live with me. It's four stops on the tube to university. Amazing. And I'm just going, 
This is nuts. All and which things. line are you on now? What's what's your? I'm Circle and District. Circle and District. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yellow and green. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good line. It's nice. You want to stay mostly... away from the Bakerloo line? Oh, like, really? Yeah, the is that Baker... brown. It's the brown line. Mm. Yeah, and and it, it's the train. Stay away really... from the brown kids. You know what it Just is though? No. It does remind me of our little train on Oldney because obviously our train on Oldney it only goes one stop to the quarry and but back. But this is the hilarious um... thing: our train in Oldney is two tube carriages. Right. So I'm sat on the tube going. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just going to the quarry in Alderney? This What's is it. going on? Let's go to the quarry. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> love it. So this is it. So um, you just started BIM. I've started at BIM. Uh, what are you going to be doing at BIM? What are you actually studying? Um, the course is called um, Vocal Performance. Um, I've been a singer for all my life, obviously. I've been singing since I was in nappies. Um, <laughs> God, don't you hate it when people are like, I've just sung all my life. It's like the only thing I can do. Well, no, but the, the difference here is that, you know, you've you've grown up on Alderney where I've, singing I've is, a, is where part of the culture, right? It's it's totally a, a thing for me that I've always wanted to be a singer. I went to university the first time round. It didn't work out. I wasn't in a good place. I didn't like the course I didn't feel happy I'd met my husband and that was it then I was like oh my brain is elsewhere I'm not doing this so I followed my heart and um and went home and now I'm in a position where I can say okay let's try this again but let's do it right and I found a really really good course a lot of my friends have been to the the BIM institutes there's one in Brighton there's one in Berlin now mm, you know they're, they're cool. everywhere yeah um and I just thought is it too late um, am I too old at 35 to go back into education? No, clearly no. not. I'm going to go at it with as much energy as I can muster. I'm going to try not to drink all the kids under the tables. Uh, snake bites. Snake, snake bites, bites anyone. Yeah. And what is it you want to achieve then over the next year in London? I would really, really love. I'd love to come back in a year's time. This will be like the, um, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. In a year's time, I'd like to come back and see you and say, yeah, I did it. I want to be a voiceover artist, whether that's reading books on Kindle, Ooh. whether that's being the lady that says, at the seventh stroke, the time will be, you know, whether it's, please mind the gap. Um, I, d I don't mind who, who I get to be. Um, I don't care if it's doing an advert on the radio for car mart. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to be working professionally as a voiceover artist. That's, that's, I think that's my realistic goal. My middle realistic goal is to be a backing singer. If I can get some work doing harmonies. Harmonies is my thing. Interesting. So, so you don't want to take, take the front? Take I'm the... not interested in being the lead vocalist. I've been the lead vocalist in many bands for 15 years. I've also been a very big fish in a very small pond. I now have to really... That's the olden effect. I have it? to sing for my supper now. I have I to it. really yeah. put myself out there. So Sting... Sting, maximum mate. Goal. Seriously, mate. Maximum goal Get is in touch. to sing with Sting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just... But look, you're in the right place. You know, that's that's the thing. Is the that The law of attraction is, is happening. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to come to you. And here's the thing. So there's a very cool bar in Camden called Spiritual Bar. The Spiritual Cabrinha uh, Bar. Yeah, you, so, so you've heard of this because you know uh, Rob Hunter, right? So we've got this really weird um, six degrees of separation connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so strange. So Robert J. Hunter, brilliant blues singer... Alderney boy from our island. 
I think that's nuts. Isn't that weird? I mean, I was literally there a couple months ago and I was recording a late night podcast with him and he was there and I saw him and he saw me and we kept looking at each other like really strange. And it wasn't even until I saw you that I realized who he was. Yeah, it's Rob. Um, yeah, crazy. But that <laughs> spiritual records, um, you know, is very different to other. Have you been there yet? I haven't been yet, but I'm going to go as soon as oh, Rob's playing again. You will love it. It's um, it's completely different to every other bar and place to go in, in, in London. It really is the, um, the owner ran who is this uh, Brazilian like just doesn't care about like you know the the capitalist like view Love of it. nightclubs and he wants to make this a folk and jazz yeah but I mean it is for all intents and purposes I'll come this and sing is... your harmonies give me a backing vocalist job please you honestly spend enough time there and you will just find everyone you need like the, the talent that I saw there and bearing in mind you know growing up in Oldney like we see really talented people but Jesus and but, that, but that's all it is isn't it it's it's not even <sighs> There's talent, and then there's being in the right place at the right time. Yes. And networking is the only way forward. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. The people that you get to meet at BIM, the people that I know just through Alderney, you know, the fact that Rob is on the Spiritual Records label now, and he's just doing so well for himself. But it's he's working yeah. hard oh, to do that. If I can be a session musician, I'd be chuffed. If I can go home in a year's time and say, I had a ball, I'll be chuffed. It... it it doesn't matter at this point. The fact that I'm just here and doing it is enough right now. Mm. But that's interesting because, you know, and I, I don't know if you find this, but coming from Oldney, coming from a place where everything's so fine, everything's great, you Easy. get this sense that you don't know, you don't. You have so much support and safety around you that there's a risk that you're not quite that bothered if you want to follow what you want to I'm do. I'm worried that there's not enough fire in my belly. Mm. Yeah, because I've got that beautiful safety blanket of yeah. saying, oh I'll well, go home. <laughs> yeah, I'll go home and I'll run my little choir again, which oh, I, would, the choir. I would love what to go home. What are they doing without you, Alex? I've had a couple of messages saying, um, so Wine and Song isn't on anymore, so I'm just drinking wine and singing in front of the telly. <laughs> I'm like, that's great, keep going and I'll be back next year. Um, oh, bless. I, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with your ambition being, I want to go home and run a community choir. There's nothing wrong with saying, actually, I'm going to go back to Alderney and take everything that I've enjoyed and learned and put that into the community, be it in the care home, singing with the, singing with the, the people in the care home, or taking it to the local school and, and singing with the kids at nursery, or saying, actually, let's give it another year and see how much further we can progress. I or like it. Let's see who we can meet. And let's see if this changes our lives. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we'll keep playing the lottery and hope for the best. That's it. Well, this is the thing is I, I feel there's a lot of pressure on people these days to pick a big goal, pick a big dream and, and follow it. And it's I, that X Factor generation, isn't it? Yeah, that, the 15 I think that's minutes it. of fame vibe. It, but no, it's not quite X Factor generation. Uh, stars in your eyes, you know. <gasps> Like there's all there's that that like instant glory that yeah. instant you know gratification is definitely something that our generation has to deal with um but it, it it's one of those things right if, if you know that i want to be a musician i want to be a singer mm. then law of attraction says you do enough of that and you will fall somewhere among the stars Absolutely. So when you look back it'll look perfect it it'll look like your road will be of course it does but this is it if you look back at all these big uh like big singers or big they always kind of look back and say, well, I mean, it looked perfect, but while I was doing it, it wasn't like, I didn't, no. I didn't say that I was going to do this or say that I was going to do that. It just happens, right? Mm. So that's it. You're in London now. You, you know, you've got this, this desire to, to sing with Sting. I think that's, that is... That's it, my big goal. It, 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 it may, it's one of those things, right? It's like, if, if, you, if you keep saying that, I promise you, Alex, it's going to happen. But even if it is, 
I got to sing with Sting because we were both at a party. Yeah, And absolutely. he got up. I just, Sting, if you're listening, I know all the words. I know all the harmonies. Please, please just let me do Get it. I promise I'm stage. good. I promise. Sting, come on, lad. Sting. Come on, Sting. And by the way, if anyone out there knows someone <laughs> that knows Sting, uh, whether that's through his security or his management, uh, get this lovely lady, Alex Fleur, on on your stage. Because Alex, I've seen Anything you... Anything but a restraining order would be perfect. <laughs> I've seen you bring the house down many, many yeah, times in Oldney um, with many different bands. This is the thing about Oldney, right? So Oldney has a huge music scene. I say huge. It's, not, it's huge for us who go and see you. There's... It's not massive, but it's... I'm surprised on an <laughs> island of such talented people, we don't have more music going on. But the music that does happen is it's unbelievable. so real. I love it's it. It's unbelievable. So, so tell me about your experience in bands in Oldney then. So, I mean, I was singing... I was singing jazz when I was doing my A-levels and that's where I thought I wanted to go with it. So I was singing with like Guernsey Jazz Orchestra and I was playing my saxophone and then it turned into, oh, did you know that Alex is a bit of a singer? And I'd sing in like local pantos or in shows with yes, your dad and course. stuff. So end of ordinary week and we'd all get up and we'd have a little bit of a jam. And harmony always came naturally to me. I always really... I listen to everything and I was having a discussion with um, one of my really great mates the other night about um, ultimate guilty pleasure songs. Literally, it was so embarrassing because I showed him my Spotify um, most listened to and he was like, there's a lot of Phil Collins on here. I was like, I'm really sorry. Please don't judge me. He's like, is that Celine Dion? I was like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. And it's like, hang on a minute. Why am I being embarrassed that I listen to this stuff? I'm listening to everything. I'm going to um, San Francisco. I'm going to see The Who. Ooh, wow. I listen to everything. Robert Plant. I'm excited about any music. I will listen to anything and everything, but I will stick a harmony on it. I like it. <laughs> That's all I'm interested in. I want to put a harmony on everything. Well, look, I have to say, uh, growing up with a, a father who is a, a folk singer, mm. um, I was I was a little bit strange. Like When, when I started seeing you perform, and, and with all due respect to my dad, you know, I love him. I love, love that man. But um, his vocals aren't exactly like, you know, uh, you know it, he's a performer, right? He's not a singer. He's a performer. Sure. He, he keeps the audience entertained. I think that's a very good way of putting it. That's how he says it to me all the time. But but it's nice because suddenly you get this sense that music is about more than just sounding good. Totally. It's about feeling good, right? And I've spent 15 years being lead singer in a covers band. Um I've got a mate and we've started doing um, some indie pop stuff. We've got a little band called Factor 50. And we've recorded a little music video in Alderney. And we recorded this song and it was great. And I went into the studio. It was the first time I'd ever done anything original. I've constantly been a covers band singer. And the lovely thing, but also huge detriment of being a covers band singer is you don't ever make the songs your own. You're... If you're in a covers band, people want to come and hear you because they want to hear the song that they recognise. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're coming to listen to um, Proud Mary by Tina Turner, they They want to hear a fair to middling version (laughs) of a Tina Turner imitation. They don't want to hear you butcher it. They don't want to hear you butcher it, but they don't want to hear your take on it. Right, They want to hear the song that they know. So, go on, let's get back in the bag and just just start start singing it as we know it. I've spent 15 years imitating... The songs that I'm singing, imitating other, which I I think has probably been of huge benefit to me because I can sing songs like other people. I can sing in different accents. I love doing dodgy accents. Mm, give us some accents, Alex. What's your favourite? My favourite accent of all, of all of the accents, is Geordie. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say Welsh, but... Oh, Welsh. I mean, because you do that naturally, right? Well, all my family are Welsh, so it's very easy so to be Welsh. So give us a Geordie, what's... You're a lovely lad, but you've got trouble written all over your face. Oh, aye, aye, man. Mm, Ooh. Isn't it fun? Have you been to Newcastle? Never. <laughs> <laughs> but Sting's from Newcastle, so... Oh, my God. Sting, we are going to come back to you. Interestingly, Newcastle's uh, starting to get on the map a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah, picking up, people, isn't it? It's yeah. getting that Manchester vibe. Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, Manchester, thing. can you do Manchester? Manchester. Oh, mate, fucking Manchester, Manchester. mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Liverpool. I'm going to see Liam Gallagher, actually. Um, all right, la, how's it going? Hey? How are you? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, from, I'm a scouser from Liverpool, like. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, Welsh? <laughs> the, best, the best Welsh is Nessa. Oh, Oh, valleys. oh, what's occurring? What's occurring? What's appertaining with that <laughs> omelette? I absolutely love accents. So well. doing all this for 15 years, being out the front and being the lead singer and you've got to wear the pretty dress and you've got to yeah. wear the high heels and you've got to put on the show and you've got to be bopping and you can walk into a room and you'll have been booked for a, for a gig and people aren't into it. They're just, they're there for the wrong reasons and you have got to get these people on their feet because it's all good and well. We could come out and sing for ourselves. And I've seen many an artist, who shall remain nameless, come out. You've paid a lot of money. You've paid a ticket to see somebody. And they play for themselves. They don't play for their audience. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I've bought that ticket. I've paid you my money. I've come to hear your greatest hits. What's going on? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah and then and they don't give it their all. And I appreciate it must be exhausting for them. But then don't do it. But it's great because that confidence that you've developed over time. I mean, yeah. it's, it's come through these hard times, right? When well, the, the room's quiet and when, the, like, you know. You have to just pull your knickers up and get on with it if you've got some on. Um, I always have my knickers. <laughs> or, or take a few drinks. I mean, there's something that no. I notice. No. No. But Alex, like half of the bands on Oldney are drunk all the time. Like so, so I mean, do you not? Do you not Maybe drink in the excessively? Bands you know. um, I mean, of course I a, drink excessively. I'm from Oldney. As a as a vocalist singing in no, a band, is that so a dangerous, big no-no? So dangerous. So wow. dangerous because, I, I, and I've learnt this the hard way. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is the lovely thing about being in university now with all these kids, and they're like, yeah, but I need a few drinks for my confidence. We all need a few drinks for our confidence when we're going to go on stage. I will have a couple of glasses or I'll have a glass on stage. But I have, to my detriment, had drinks beforehand. And then you get up and you're like, the, for me, as a singer, the biggest fear is they've started the music. Charlie's there on his guitar, twiddling away the intro. Derek's smiling at me going, what key is this in? And, and I'm going... It. What's the first line? What's the first line? I, got, I don't know what the first line is. I don't know what the first line of the song is. I don't know what's happening. We're nearly there. This is the last bar of the intro. And then you go, and then it all falls out. It just comes out of your mouth naturally. But don't get drunk before you sing. And that's not it, even stage fright, is it? That's no, just like that's just like words. my brain's gone yeah. because I had too much to drink. And now I'm thinking about having had too much to drink. But I've seen you on a few occasions, you know, uh, mask the, uh, the, the odd forgotten word. You know, oh yeah, we make the yeah. lyrics up like because how? you love it, right? I love it. It makes me so happy being on stage, getting out there, being in front of people. <sighs> you make people dance. You make them move. I don't get any nerves, no. and people say to me, "Oh, don't you get nervous before you get on stage?" And this is the lovely thing about BIM: first class, first class on Monday is performance. Brilliant. Get on the stage and sing this song and do that. I'm like, mm -hmm. let's go for it. And they must look up to you, thinking, "How the fuck is she so like?" confident at this and that's stage. the thing you've got to you've got to be very careful to find a fine line between confidence and cocksure because i don't mm. want people thinking oh that cocky bitch 
thinks she knows everything and I don't which is why I've gone back to university yeah but look I mean you know you got to be yourself you got to be yourself and and if that confidence eventually allows you to go up to Sting and be like Sting let's do this Sting mate here's my business card exactly (laughs) how I mean how do we do this these days I I mean like I don't know I think we need to figure out a a very inventive and creative way of 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 getting this I think Sting probably I think people of that ilk are probably put in touch with people or hear people that think I mean Sting's so diverse he uses so many different people he goes through so many different styles of music and of course I think that I'd be a good fit for him because I'm an imitator Mm. so I can make my voice sound a bit like his because he sings quite high register that I can make my voice when I stick a harmony on it it would be as immaculate as it could be yeah, and yeah. that's the whole joy you know 20 feet from stardom i don't know if you've seen that documentary 20 feet from stardom. i've not seen it no that's that got sting? one of sting's backing singers in it joe lowry oh, I see. who is an incredible australian singer i mean i haven't got a voice like hers at all oh god i'm not selling myself to sting well look why don't you just invite him to Alderney? i could i could tweet him and say fancy a trip to Alderney." come to Alderney. look sting if you're listening sting no one no one's gonna bother him no one actually would bother him at all. Like, you know, they wouldn't even know who he is. It's like That's the lovely thing about Alderney. Yeah. It, you don't need to be a celebrity. No. Nobody's remotely interested. No, it really is that, isn't it? And maybe this is the thing, right? Is that, I mean, Alderney, for all intents and purposes, is 2,000 alcoholics clinging to a rock. That's the tagline, isn't it? That's, that's the tagline. That's the strap. But at the heart of it is the ability to, to, to be who you want to be and you take it at such a slow pace. I'm surprised more celebrities aren't just sneaking on and off the island. I think... The private jets are probably too big for the runway. <laughs> I don't know. I... Sting doesn't want to sit on a boat as well, does he? No, let's not make him. No. Let's not boats. make him. Let's get him on a helicopter. Okay, I'll that, see what we can That'll do. be cool. Sting. Well, um, so obviously, uh, I want to talk a little bit now about um, Old New Week. Yes. Because um, I'm currently making a documentary at the moment called Old New Week's All-Time Gala Greats. Oh. And so the gala night, for those people listening who don't know what it is, is the most serious amateur dramatics in the entire world, which is the one <laughs> the one uh, night every single year during Old New Week um, that the island kind of comes together and puts on a variety show. A variety show made up of sketches, uh, sing-songs, um, all sorts of stuff. It is community entertainment. At its finest. At its interestingest it's unbelievable alex it really is unbelievable because we've grown up you know part of these and and, and it's safe to say that, that you uh lee and my dad really kind of like i mean I, it's lee and ronnie mostly but i've i've been involved since i and my first garden night i was six. i think you pushed them like obviously knowing that you and lee i just you know, wanted them to write me something funny so i could show off on stage and i think they felt much younger because of you you know, which which meant that, that they're not they're not worried about jumping on a ladder. Or well, that's like Lee's famous strapline. <laughs> you know, um, oh Lee, how do you stay so young? I just rub a thirty-five-year-old on my face every day. <laughs> Cheers. But that's it, right? So, so you you know you you sing the songs that we all know, but you change a few of the words. You make it more about old knee. There's often a few political jokes in there and oh, jokes yeah. about the airline. And I jokes mean, about... we're we're very rude yeah, about people. Absolutely. We're, we're terrible but it's all in good faith right? it's, it's totally tongue-in-cheek it's yeah. all in good jest um we've never had a complaint actually we did have one complaint once from a very lovely local ordinary character called colin murphitt oh, and he complained murphitt. one year because we hadn't done a joke about him oh no he way. was so upset <laughs> so the following year lee had done something like i mean this this guy colin god rest his soul he's not with us anymore oh. but um 
you know, he was proper local. He used to trot around in his in his cut off jeans, denim shorts <laughs> that he'd made himself. Just that and a pair of shoes. And he was always getting himself into like dodgy schemes and scrapes. He once made some um, Alderney cognac called Orignac. Ooh. Yeah, don't drink that. It was mm. it was a very strange. He, he was a lovely, lovely man. Um, oh, totally wow. mad and yeah. brilliant. And um, and so Lee was just like would always make sure there was a, a Murphit joke in in the shows. And then um, after he died, we dedicated one of Lee's pantomimes entirely to Colin Amazing. and made sure that there was a Murphit joke. So. Do you know, I absolutely love that. And, and that's the thing, right, is that, you know, there's there's been a few, uh, you know, deaths recently uh, in Olden Lee and yeah. a few fu- funerals. And mm. you get this sense that, you know, when, when the community uh, cares for someone, it's not the last you hear about them. You know, they sit in the pubs, oh, no. they, you hear stories and stories, you hear things that you never even knew about that person, only when they're gone. And it just shows you that the community in Old Neve really do love each other. Mm. It's, a, it's a love, like, you know, it's like everyone's a big family. Well, this is the thing. So Lee and I would say, oh, you know, it's another one of the great Alderney characters gone. And I go, hang on a minute. I said, it's another one of the great Alderney characters gone. But let's just think about who's coming up that's going to be the next generation yeah, of, of great Alderney characters. <laughs> there will always be someone in your community that is unmissable, yes. unstoppable, totally nuts. And you know what? I like to think of this like Lion King. You know, in Lion King, they look up the yeah. stars and they're like, this is where, you, this is where, the... exactly. And the stars in Olden are so bloody clear that you look up, you're like, oh yeah, there's him, there's that, there's her. There's... That is the worst thing about London. That's the one thing about uh, London I don't like. You can't see the stars. I was at the Globe Theatre um, on the South Bank last Saturday to see... <laughs> sting and um i was really close as well i was like and i saw his daughter and i saw his wife and i was like sting sting (laughs) i was at the globe theater and of course the globe has no roof so i thought oh god isn't the globe theater just absolutely incredible what an amazing space and it was this amazing concert called peace one day and there was jack savaretti was there and will young and um basement jacks and emily sandick there was loads of great people and sting obviously Amazing. And I looked up at the sky and I looked up at the Globe Theatre and I thought, wow, there's no roof on this theatre and isn't it incredible? And, you know, Shakespeare and woo. And then I went, what? Where, Where the fuck's the stars? Where are the stars at? They're just not there. I was so angry. Yeah. I was like, who, who took, what? It's annoying. It is annoying because I don't think people truly appreciate it. Like when you say it to people, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no. I'm no. from Devon and I see the stars. I'm like. No, no, mate, you don't, you don't see you the stars. Don't. Come to Alderney, we'll talk about Dark Sky Island. Now, Sark, our near neighbour, has Dark Sky Island status. But their pollution, I was told this by a very prolific astronomer, Ooh. that Sark light pollution is worse than Alderney's light pollution because Sark is closer to Guernsey and there's a lot of light pollution that, that comes off Guernsey. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we're actually probably even better dark skies oh i have no doubt about it i remember doing the uh was it the millennium or the solar eclipse oh lunar eclipse and, uh, no yeah. sorry solar eclipse, the solar eclipse uh, 1999 and i remember do you remember jamie theakston yes the, i do um the breakfast uh i'm not going to say anything bad about jamie theakston he's a lovely guy I, I i absolutely loved him because obviously so when all these he news was very crews, rude about alderney cameron no, well, here's the story, right? So we had all these different news crews come over to Alderney in 99 for the solar eclipse because it was the best place in the world to see it. Well, we were right on the path, weren't we? It was unbelievable. Jamie Theakson's there, right? I'm like, I don't know, like nine, 
10 years old. You were a bubby. I was a bubby. And I see this guy and I'm like, oh. So I go up to him, right? Because he was kids TV when we were young. He was kids TV. And I was like, hello, Jamie. And and he turned around with a cigarette in his mouth. He was like, oh, hello. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, like, and, hello, little boy. Yeah, hello, little boy. <laughs> and then my um, my auntie Liz went up to Jamie and said, you're he looks up to you. You shouldn't be smoking cigarettes around him. And I was like, oh, my God, to have a go at him. But, yeah, he wasn't so nice about the article. I think it was unfortunate. Um, it wasn't a five-star hotel. It was a bit like when Santi Toxfig came and they took her to a bunker party. And she was like, yeah, I never want to come here again. But that's amazing, though, because the bunker parties are prolific. You know, I remember um, Slipmat and Ramos, who are probably the biggest people we've had in the bunker party. That was um, mental. For anyone that's listening, it's a, they do that song that goes like this. I said, hey. So they're like proper, like, you know, techno drum and bass. Well, no, this is the point. I love drum and bass, though. Well, look, here's the thing is that these guys were like massive in, I believe, the 80s. So my half brother Ben saw them in like. Did he know them? He knew them. He knew them. And because I was filming a video for the Bonker Party guys at the time, I was running around. I was like going behind, you know, the DJ decks and stuff. And my brother, who is like, you know, forty something, he he in his in his peak, he was uh, he was a massive Slipman Ramos fan. So he comes with me behind the DJ set, and you should see his face. It's like it would be like you looking at Sting. Yeah. And he was just he just stood still, and I'm like, yeah, enjoy, you know, whatever. Anyway, so Slipman Ramos had an amazing time. They played the most amazing set in a German bunker with all of the you know the old new crew there. It's unbelievable. And then about six months later, I'm working for JBL doing um, this like you know, um, festival tour, and I see Slip, Slipmat. Um, I think Slipmat was playing on one of the stages. So I'm like, yeah, I've got my little press pass. So I like jump up on the stage, and I'm like, hey. Do you remember Alderney, right? And Slipmat looks at me and he goes, best gig I've ever played, mate. I was like, oh my God. I don't want to burst your bubble, but do you think he just says that when anybody says that? Probably. <laughs> Probably. To be fair, it would have been a pretty hefty gig for him. It, well, look, the reality is, is that it's in a German bunker, you know. It's that, off the scale, weird. It, it's just weird, yeah. And it, and there's no pressure that, you know, you haven't got any, like, you know, artist liaison people in a green room. No. <laughs> it's like, do you want a tin? Yeah, do you want a tin? <laughs> do, do you want a tin of breeder, mate? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> do you want a Bavaria? <laughs> you want a, yeah, Bev's. It's amazing, though, isn't it? And, yeah, Alderney has, for all intents and purposes, had a lot of celebrities visit in the past, right? We, I mean, okay. Let's talk about Alderney celebrities because that is my kind of yeah. gossipy topic oh that I love. Oh my God, tell me, who's, who's the most famous people that we've known to be on Alderney? Um, well, I, I never saw her on Alderney, but I suppose one of our biggest celebs of the day was called Blimey Mary Pawpins herself. Hello. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. She lived on Alderney for quite a long time. I know. I know her daughter really well. Right, right. They live in um, Sag Harbour now in, in uh, Long Island. Wow. New York, somewhere like that. I New don't York. Know. New York way. Wow. Um, and Miss you know, Mary Poppins. Miss Mary Poppins. It's amazing, isn't it? That's just gorgeous. Eliza Berriford, oh, Wombles creator. Elizabeth Beresford, what an amazing woman. Amazing. She created the Wombles. She even named one of the Wombles Alderney. Amazing. I mean, she's legend, total legend. Also, made the best cheese straws I ever tasted. Yeah. No, she was lovely as well, she? Wasn't was she was a lovely lady. She was so lovely. And now I live in Wimbledon, so I'm always like wombling around thinking oh, of her. Oh, that's amazing. That really is nice. Did, did Am I making this up? Or did Mike Bat turn up at her funeral in Alderney dressed as 
Great Uncle Bulgaria. I I heard a rumor about mm. that. I I pro I think so, but she would love that. She Mike. would absolutely love that. Mike, what are you doing, mate? But she was massive. Like, and this is the thing. I don't think anyone like because she was a children's book author, right? So children's book authors don't tend to, unless you're J.K. when mm. you, know, you know get turned to a movie or whatever. The Wombles were huge. The Wombles were mega. And they still are, actually. Right. There's, there's still, people still remember them and talk about them. They're bringing the clangers back. I reckon we'll see the Wombles like for a third or fourth. I reckon there'll be resurgence. a live action Wombles movie. <gasps> Let's do it'll it. It'll be like Harry Potter. And, Let's create you know. it. Well, let's see with visual effects these days. I mean, you you know, I mean, do you remember when the Wombles used to come out on the beats? Like, you know, the suits, I love the, Womble the Womble suits. suits. You know, and you're just like, whoa, let's all clean up. Yeah, they're cleaning up, cleaning up. Cleaning. Womble like, up the rubbish. It's amazing how they get kids the to bin. do all of the work that <laughs> cleaners hilarious. should do. It's brilliant. Who else have we had then? Um, um, well, I've spent all summer with the very lovely gold medal Olympic <gasps> winner. Mr. Goodhue. Mr. Duncan Goodhue. Amazing. Who is an Alderney... Superstar. Superstar. Absolute superstar. Won gold back in the 80s in the Olympics. And Amazing. I've spent every day this summer swimming in the sea with him. I love it. Wow, has he taught you how to swim? He tried. I said, Dunk, the problem is... <laughs> dunk. Dunk. Uh, dunk, babes. My boy, Dunk. Dunk, babes. The problem is... I don't want to stick my face in the water. And he's like, that's kind of a requirement for front wall. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Hans, I'm just going to do like seven breaststrokes that's and then incredible. I'm going to get out and have and a sandwich. You're, you're swimming in the, in the sea, you know? In yeah, the... freezing cold. Jesus. I love it. It makes me yeah. so happy. Wetsuit? No. No wetsuit. No. no. And so what's Duncan doing at the moment? Duncan is, um, he's, oh, he's busy with lots of, um, he's got lots of business stuff that he does. And like he's directors of lots of charities and things like that. Um, but he swims in the Serpentine most days. So if you're in London and you're swimming in the Serpentine, go and find Do him there. Do people swim in, in London? Yeah, he told me the most horrendous story about at a certain point in the summer in the Serpentine, you can swim in the Serpentine but there's lots of ducks in the serpentine and the duck poo contains a parasite that can get under your skin and then cause welts. What's a welt? Like big raised lumps on your arms. I was just like, thank you very much for inviting me to swim in the serpentine. I'll see you next summer yeah. in Montenegro. But that's the weird thing, right? I mean, sometimes when you look at the, the water over here, you're a bit like, you know, that's that's not a place you want to swim. No. Even in Oldney sometimes, I'm a bit like, ooh. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I watched a documentary um, that was made in the 90s and I cannot find it for to save my life. It's about radioactive waste in Bray Harbour. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. And there's a team of scientists on the doggy testing the sand and saying it's more radioactive than Chernobyl. Uh, did you watch Chernobyl, the, the TV did. series? I thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I mean, we live on Alderney. We live very near to a nuclear reprocessing plant. We're just eight miles away yeah, from, see it from my room. La Hague. Yeah. And I remember being a child and being genuinely petrified. Terrified. You could open the... Um, I remember them talking to us about it at school one day. What would happen... You know, this is the 80s. What would happen if um, you heard the alarm go? You know, the... Oh my god! Like the proper war. Do you alarm. know what you do though? Look, get to the Georgian. Well, you're maybe. not going to hide under a table, are you? From nuclear attack. The thing is, if if there was a nuclear, if there was a, a radiation leak, um, oh god, and I watched that Chernobyl um TV series, and I was just it, God it, forbid that ever happened. You used to be able to open the front of the phone book, and there would be like, "What to do if you hear the nuclear siren?" And I'd be going, "Oh." I was. I wouldn't sleep. I was so scared of what it. What would you do? I mean, there's nothing you can <laughs> Close do. Close all the doors and windows. Hope that you've got a stash of baked beans. Um, and a bottle of wine. I think 
I try and get off the island as quickly as possible. Good luck, Aurini. Um, <laughs> Imagine I, that. I go to the pub. Yeah, to the I'd pub. I go to the pub and I'd find all my mates and, and say, wait for all this to blow over. We're off to the Winchester. Yeah, that's it. But this is it because you, you can see the nuclear power station on Alden. It's only what, seven miles away from. Yeah, eight, from, eight miles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's amazing, right? Because you, you look at it, you're like, oh, this is lovely, you know. And as a kid, you always get this imagination. We are so close. My friend jet skied to France one day. No way. He said, right, I'm going to just jet ski over. And he got there. He was fine. He had enough petrol. <laughs> I love it. Forgot his passport. They wouldn't let him in. Classic. <laughs> Classic. I mean, but this is what we love about Oldney, right? Is that you can you can get to, to France, you can you get to you know get wherever you really want. It's convenient. Want. It's close to the UK. Like you know, it is close to the UK, and I think people kind of. Um, I mean, more people in London, I think, have access to Oldney than than they'd really think because mm. of the Guernsey Gatwick route. Totally. You know, and I think that's the thing. So I might even be if let's hope the Southampton route still exists, but if it doesn't exist, it's you know Gatwick Guernsey Guernsey Oldney. Yeah. 400 quid layer. Let's just hope I'm really rich so that I can just like pay for me and all my friends to, to come to Just going to keep playing the lottery. No, well, you wouldn't need to do that then. You just get yourself a nice little plane. Yeah, but even the little planes. Like, I mean, we have a few people who have planes and stuff, but yeah. they're, not, they're not like jets, are they? You know, I mean, they're, they're just kind of like propeller planes. We'll build our own Alderney. We'll build our own Alderney. Hey, I, I heard some rumours about the airport having, uh, getting some kind of expansion. Um, because apparently the airport we have was a temporary, it was a temporary airport that was yeah, only supposed I mean, to be it's, there. It's literally um, like a guildway. Our yeah. airport, it's made like just like MDF or something. <laughs> it's the weirdest, cutest airport yeah, in the it. world. I love it. Um, they've they've upped the security now, so Ooh. but we don't have a scanner. Yeah, that's so it. So you can't scan your luggage to check if you've got anything dodgy in there. So you just hope that you've packed all your clean knickers somewhere nice know, and you've done it all neatly they open up your suitcase have a look and go yeah that's all right and close it up again i, I love don't... it and, and they always say to me they're like karen uh did you pack this yourself and i'm like i know they're all folded up aren't they it's like yeah it's my girlfriend packed that for me because they just know that like all of my packings just chuck it all in and, and yeah, you know get it on there. do you remember when they, they put up the uh so the the, the wall uh to the runway yeah. used to be like you know shoulder height and you could sort of wave people when in. i was a kid you used to just be lifted you sit, onto you the, sit wall. On the wall right my friends got married and um the i don't know how this this happened but at the end of they had like an early reception and then they went up to the airport and they were going straight off on honeymoon and everybody went up to the airport and we all got on the tarmac and we were and we were skipping around the plane as they as they were about to leave madness they were going apeshit but... well those are the good old days right you yeah know, health like, and safety doesn't yeah, exist yeah it, it's taken over now isn't it the one thing i remember growing up in Olney was the uh the video shop that used to serve ice cream rediffusion yeah and and i don't know where i can get a mr whippy from an Olney anymore mm, mr whippy probably not you know, but my favourite ice cream of all time, mm. toffee crumble. Yeah, toffee crumble from Tommy's gift box by the Georgia. Oh my god, Tommy! So for years, I couldn't find a toffee crumble for love nor money. I just Jeez. thought they were obviously they've gone out with the nineties. I'll have to get over it. You can still get a knobbly bobbly. You can still get a fab. Yep. Where's me toffee crumble? Went to Australia. Put the TV on in my hotel room in Australia, and there was an advert for an ice cream called a Golden Gay Time. And I was like, what is this Golden Gate time you speak crumble. of? It's a toffee crumble. Wow. So if you're in Australia, 
please eat 75 golden gay times for me right now. And I love the fact that it came from Tommy's because to- Tommy's oh. was the, the cutest little shop that, I mean, it really wasn't a shop. Was it, was it? it was smaller than this whole area. It was smaller than this area. room, yeah, exactly. It was a cupboard. Yeah, yeah, but Tommy's amazing, right? You yeah. know, And this is the point, you grow up on an island like that, you get these connections with people. I've, you know, I've got a really um, strong feeling that people growing up in Oldenly have a very different attitude to, to life. You know, even, um, you know, people that maybe go there once a year or something. Like when you meet Oldenly people in London, you get this sense that they're really embracing life. They're able to talk to people no matter what. And yeah. we're so thankful for that. And you're so good at communicating with people of all ages. Yes, yes. From from teeny tiny humans to people in their 80s. Absolutely. It's, it's the Look, same I'm difference. I'm not afraid of telling off an old person who's too drunk. Which, like, God forbid, like, some younger person... I live with a too old person that's yeah. always too drunk, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I'm very good at telling him. Yeah, and all you do is put your hand on the shoulder and say, look, calm it down a bit, all right? You know, like, okay, sorry. I remember one time I had... Uh, I, I walked into my living room in Oldenly and there was just some random guy sleeping on my couch. And Who I was, was it? Do you know, I, I can't remember his name, but he uh, he just walked into the wrong house. <gasps> he was he was just really drunk and he was like, oh... Sorry, this isn't my house. Small island community. I was like, that's right. No worries. Do you Randoms want a cup of tea or coffee? in your house. Yeah. People yeah, stealing your car to, to drive it down the road to yeah, get to a party. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many amazing stories. And you could write a book about this. But the, the one thing that I'm really excited about um, is this uh, all-time gala great. Right? Yes, so, let's talk about so, so, I mean, genuinely, it's uh, my dad's got all of the, the footage from gala nights over the last 20, 30 I'm years. I'm so grateful if for your dad for making a record of all of that yes, because yes. there are so many people that regret I'm taking more photos and it's like such an easy thing to do in this generation mm-hmm. you know smartphone blah 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 I'm so glad that he took all those videos of everything and it's all on like tapes and stuff but essentially he's put it all onto like DVDs and all this kind of stuff and every time I come home uh, he always insists that we sit down and watch these gala shows <gasps> so jealous can you invite me next time yeah, the problem is Alex is that he just skips through them because he knows that there's like so many like 30 odd years of it he's just going duh, duh, and we're going dad just leave one on leave one on leave one on so in my head I was like what we have to do is we have to make a you know almost like the toys that made Christmas but like yes. a countdown of like the, the like the the top 40 yes exactly and we, we're going across all the different categories so the props the scripts the things that went wrong all that kind of stuff and of course we've done your interview we've we've interviewed yeah. about a dozen people now on Oldney it was so um, lovely to, to talk about it and reminisce yeah. a bit yeah because you you were in some of the best uh acts I've ever seen the the Jaws one was was oh one God. of the the best the movie um, great singing Celine Dion oh for the Titanic yes. sketch was probably one of my highlights. That's great, wasn't it? Because I, lo- I love to do Shaleen. I love Shaleen. She's my favourite person. <laughs> Shaleen, thank you. Um, I love I love Celine Dion uh, impersonations, so that was hilarious. But it wasn't do. just Celine Dion, right? You did everything over these. Phantom, Phantom, Phantom was one of the was best. Mega. Um, was my favourite was probably Sleeping Beauty, where we sang. I can't remember what we sang actually. It was somewhere from West Side Story, mm. and Glyn, my lovely friend Glyn, pulls my hand. To, you know, hold my hand and I'll take you there, and he grabbed my hand and my arm extended across the entire stage. Oh and yes, of course. That's the lovely thing about being a performer, hearing the audience react to that, just hearing the laughter. Well, and at the time, you're too busy performing. Yeah, so when yeah. you watch it back on the video and you hear people laughing. 
But so here's the interesting thing. So dad's always said that the reason why he puts a light over the audience is so that he can see their reactions. Mm. And and that's the number one rule for him is that he has to be able to I see. I have to make sure people are enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, because and it's almost like you know, you know that what you're doing right now is a little bit silly. Yeah. And you know that it could be taken a little bit wrong. But you also know that if you work with this audience correctly, they will be pissing themselves laughing. Sounds and like life, really, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But this is maybe this is the secret. This is the secret sauce to Oldney. It's, it's like it's like a ping pong match. You know, we're always we're forever reading other people, and we're, we're riffing off them. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not just oh, I'm I'm here, amazing. Like take me for what I am. It's like how are you? What are you feeling? You know. And that's what I love about Oldney. Whether it's performing, you know, in the Georgian with your band, or you know, up on stage at Garden Light, you just get this sense that we just love seeing each other and and and, and yeah, taking. And a then we stopped. Well, and the, then we yeah. stopped doing them. Um, because we stopped running Alderney Week. That's, you know, that's literally because the old boys thought that they had a, they had, a, had enough of it, you know. To, to be honest, I think we'd got we'd got to that point where we'd ha- kind of had enough. We, it wasn't even that we'd run out of ideas. No. We were just a bit knackered. Yeah, just and needed a break. I genuinely thought we'd never bring it back again. Really, really, truly, I never thought for a second. And then your dad said, God, and I we're going to do God and I. And I was like, no, Ronnie. No, 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 no. I'm not interested. I don't want to be involved. You knock yourself out. I'll sit in the audience and I'll laugh my tits off for you. But no. And of course, there I was up on the stage. Um, and it felt so good. Right? To to know afterwards, especially when all the reaction from everybody, oh. that our community had come together again and said, thank you for putting something community-based, community entertainment for our it was packed again. as well, Alex. And it considering that we used to do it on the big stage, yeah. and this one was uh, considerably smaller. smaller. Yeah. And of course, I remember uh, just arriving for this summer, and there was a Greatest Showman outfit hanging on my door. And I'm like, Dad, what's you this? You were amazing. I I, I emceed the uh, you know. You were top notch. But you know what's annoying is that usually the MCs are like, you know, sorry if I offend anyone, but slightly old, and slightly you know. And I, th- I kept yeah. thinking. Am I at that age now where, like, you know... This is all you're good for now. <laughs> you is, can just introduce can acts. Do. Yeah, exactly. But I really... I love that. You you know, I, was in the, I was in the Georgian about 10 minutes before that. Yeah, we all were. <laughs> um, backstage wines, backstage wines. Yeah, but that's what I love about the backstage of Garden Night. Is it's not like, you know, people running around with, like, oh, here's this, like, do you make up? It's just like, no, no, wine. Give me the wine. Yeah. Here's some Has wine. Has anybody got the Who's, wine? Where's the wine? Where's Louise, the cup? Louise, it was so funny. Ellis and Louise Downs turned up and Louise was busy uh, playing Posh Spice, <laughs> reprising her role as Posh Spice. Poshy. And um, she turned up with fish and chips and <laughs> nobody was getting ready. We were like, okay, 10 minutes till showtime. 10 minutes, everybody. Yeah, hang on. Come, Have I just got time to whack in this fish and chips and a pint of wine? Um, and then I'll be right with you. That's it. Well, look, I hope we're going to bring it back for more. I yes. know that, you know, Dad and Lee, and we all enjoyed it, right? Lee's writing is genius. Ronnie Kenduff's delivery is hilarious. I think the two of them are just like the dream team for They're me. Amazing. Lee has written so many great, plays pantomimes songs sketches well because it's, it's not all it's not all the the silly garland night stuff where it's like you know written you read it once you go on stage you might you might mess up but that's part of the thing mm. there is some serious stuff as well right so the pantomimes and you know yeah, that the, the they, pantos the theater group the th- the Alderney theater group is 70 years old wow. we existed before we were evacuated from Alderney. that's incredible right in the war yeah so it's it's a big deal that it keeps going yeah. and 
the lovely thing about doing these community projects like Gala Night, like the pantomimes, is that finally we're getting younger people getting involved. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I can already see the next generation of the theatre group stalwarts, you know, that wow. they're coming. They're, they're coming, coming up through the ranks. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I love it. Well, this is it. So obviously Oldney is a very special place for us. There's there's a lot that there's a lot that could be done. Hello, one, two. Uh, there's a lot that could be done to the lovely island. Uh, we're gonna just try and oh testing one two. Yeah. Um, we're gonna try and um, keep this island as amazing as it always has been. I hope so. Um, what do we need to do now in order to keep people happy? Because I'm really concerned that we don't have enough um, identity mm-hmm. within like the values that we actually we hold dear. So we know that the community matters. We know that um, the we nature... need to we need to Doctor Who the crap out of this now. We need yeah. to regenerate. Ooh, but I'm thinking we need like like a, a Ten Commandments. I feel like we need like, you know. The Alderney rules. The Alderney rules, yeah. Mm. And and something just beautiful that just says what it is we all respect and we love. Because yeah. what, I, what I, I don't want is to see is the same people talking about the same problems and like turning that into the, the island chatter. And in the same vein, the same people doing the same things for our community. Yeah. We need more community involvement and we need people to be more proactive yes. about stepping up yes, to the please. plate. Yeah, absolutely. And volunteering their time well, uh, and their opinions. Eventually we will go back there. Yeah. And, uh, and we will. Uh, yeah, and no, I, I honestly, I wish you all the best in London because when Thank I you. first moved here over a year ago, it was, I know how you feel, it's like a complete breath of fresh air and there will become a lag where suddenly you're going to say yourself at the moment i feel great i'm i know that it'll get to the middle of november and i'll have a week where i don't have any plans or there'll be something that really pangs at me and i'll want to go home i know that will happen i know that will come and it'll probably come much sooner rather than later I've just got to keep my shit together. You've got to keep your shit together. And I mean, up there on the wall, I have a, a picture of Oldney. Um, and I keep that there because I know that that's my home. You know, mm. and, and if anything and bad happens... Is, it's always there. It's always there. It's always and there. And if Boris Johnson gets Brexit through, I'll be off back to Oldney. Yeah, I'll yeah, be an absolutely. illegal immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be off back to Oldney. I, I love it. There is no place like home. And it's... It's ingrained in you. You know, you chop me in half. I'm a stick of rock and there's just a big splotch of Alderney written inside me. And I haven't abandoned it. I love that. But right now, I'm here. I like it. And and you have to go on this hero's journey in order to come back to the start. And, and yeah. you know. So tell me, do you have any anything that reminds you of home, you know, anything personal that you carry with you or tattoos or anything I've got really? I've got lots of things I've got I've got a new tattoo actually recently but it's not an Alderney tattoo well it, it sounds it, it is and it isn't it sounds like it's yeah, like a, it's a pineapple it's right? a pineapple yeah okay it's so like it's, a, a, it's a welcome to London it's a welcome to London tattoo that I had done by Sharon surname at Tattoo 13 in Soho shout out amazing I love it I yeah love go it. there go go and see Sharon she's amazing Scottish Scottish she's Scottish wow. she's how many tattoos have you got seven seven lucky seven wow where where are they where's, where's... Um, I've got sting lyrics on my wrist <laughs> oh my god shout out to sting, sting by the way sting 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 or me. his team I've come got on sting lyrics on my wrist I've got some little musical notes there so when I hold the microphone when I'm singing it looks oh. kind of cute um, I've got one on my back one on my ankle I've got a David Bowie uh, Ziggy Stardust Flash on my oh. ribs. 
Yeah. Because of course you are one of the biggest. I say one of the biggest Bowie fans. You and my mother are probably after up, your up. mother. I am the number yeah, one David Bowie fan. Yeah. My dog is called David Bowie. That's how much I love David Bowie. But isn't it interesting? I, oh, tell me, have you seen Rocket Man? Yes, I have. Oh my god, Alex! I, I cried. Loved it. I about saw it in Alderney Cinema. Oh, even better, the best cinema in the entire world. In a tiny little, very uncomfortable, too small for my big fat bum seat. Oh, um, it was great. Yeah, Rocket was Man totally was amazing, great. right? Taron Egerton. Oh. Wow. How wrong. Um, Get El- him in the I only mean, theatre group. Jesus. Yeah, I wonder if he's free. Um, Elt. Good old Elt. Yeah. What a, oh, what a ledge. I know. Right? You know I, I mean, was what actually, a diva. But... I was at Cannes Film Festival when it was premiere, and obviously I didn't, I didn't get into the premiere Rocket oh. Man, but, uh, you know, Taron Egerton's there. Did you uh, see Elton? John. Yeah, they're all up there on the red carpet. You know, it's absolutely packed and everything. And, and I really wasn't an Elton John fan at all mm. uh, until I I, I I watched Rocket Man. See, I was brought up on Elton John. So cause my my mum's favourite is like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. So, but listen, I listen to every day now. Oh, every, so I, no, I actually listen to the Rocket Man soundtrack. Yeah. So not. What's not, your favourite song? Uh oh, what's the one? The, the first one. I want love. Oh well, that's a, that's a relatively recent Elton John song. Is it? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the music video of that. No, I haven't. It features Robert Downey Jr. No way. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the music video. He sings the lyric. He sings. He mouths. He mimes the words. Incredible. And he's walking through like corridors of this big building. It was just wow. after he came out of rehab. Out oh, of I prison. love it. Do you know? What? And that's the thing I, so I love good. about these movies. And there's obviously the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Loved and, that too, but for yeah. a completely different. It was, it was a completely different, different vibe. It? it was. And I'm so glad that both films were completely different yeah. because. Interesting enough, though. So the uh, director of um, Bohemian Rhapsody was uh, Brian Singer, yes. who was the X Men director, who. Um, well, it, he got fired from the film two weeks before they finished production. Orcs. Very awkward um, legal case going on anyway. Um, and the director that took over was the director of Rocketman. Yes. So, you've so got, he directed yeah, both films, so he, technically. technically. You almost get this sense that there there is a difference, a fundamental difference. Yeah. And that Rocketman felt a lot more musical, mm. you know, break out into musical. And then um, Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian felt Rhapsody live had to be... The thing is, it's very different because Freddie Mercury is dead. Elton yes. John is not. God knows how, because those drugs. I know, um, right? Elton, woof. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's have some more coke. But um, Bohemian Rhapsody was such an epic thing. It had to be as true to life as possible. Yes. Rami Malek. Cool, amazing. Guy. Could you imagine if Sasha Baron Cohen had done it? It I wouldn't know, have been it the wouldn't, same. It wouldn't. Because the problem is he's too characterised yeah, as Ali yeah, G yeah. now. It's just um, Borat and stuff, so... It was just beautiful. The guy that played Brian May was more like Brian May than actual Brian May. <laughs> How does that happen? Um, it was epic and amazing, and I loved it. And you have to be true to that because Freddie's not here, and so they have to they have to be as loyal to the mm. fans as anybody else. But that's it. Like I but didn't Elton's even. Elton's here, so he can I be jazzy. I didn't even know much about Freddie Mercury either. You know, and and this is my point: is that actually when the Bowie film comes out, oh. My Jesus Christ! Like I and and I'm just, gonna slate it. <laughs> <what are you? laughs> okay, so give me your who would who would you want to play David Bowie? David in, Bowie. Da, David Bowie plays David Bowie. Yes. But but David Bowie. Died. There is nobody. Then don't make the film. Oh, don't make it. Isn't that isn't that funny? Someone's think, gonna make it. Alex. I think actually Someone's I saw uh, Lazarus the musical mm. for David Bowie, and oh my God, my brain's gone. I can't remember what his name is. The actor that played Dexter, Michael. Who'd you flip? Anyway, 
Um, he'd be good. I, mm, there's no one for me. There's there no is one. no one for but, me. Um, like Bowie himself was, and I think this is different to to Freddie Mercury and Elton John. He was a performer. Tell me, have you seen? Uh, oh Christ, uh, Christopher Nolan's film um, about the magicians. Oh, um, the illust not the illustrious the, 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 the but with um with Christian Bale yes yes with yes. um bloody it's who brilliant yeah and David Bowie yeah isn't he gorgeous playing Tesla Tesla I know it's so and good. Uh, I heard the story about this which was basically that you know David Bowie is a massive Christopher Nolan fan mega and uh, you know he'd write to be you know he wrote to Ricky Gervais yeah. and said I love extras can I be in it and and that David have you Bowie, seen that episode yes. of extras. See Amazing. his pug nose yeah. face. Pug, pug. I just the man's oh, a Jesus. god, an absolute god. And and he's talked like I guess through my mum's love for for Bowie and listening because I have listened to Bowie. You've been brought up some yeah. good music. Oh, my absolute. But it's that passion and that love and not taking himself too seriously. Mm. You know, I think that you know I don't know much about Freddie Mercury or even Elton John, and I guess both of them share similar traits. But it's something about being a performer that you just say, you know what, fuck it. Just and they they became legends in their time, and people say, "Oh well, you know, music's too commercialized now. You can't, you haven't got time to become a legend." No, there are still legends that are coming through the ranks now that that will be the mega legends that we all love. I'm going to see Barry Manilow with your mum next year. No way, good old Barry. Such a fanalow. I can't oh wait to see his God. little face right now. Well, look, now that you're in the, the city of of culture, I mean, like I'm London, seeing everything. Yeah, you're gonna have you have a very. And busy that's the schedule. thing. That's it. All rings around to guilty pleasures again. It, there's nothing that's out of bounds. Um, last year, I saw David Byrne from Talking Heads oh, cool. perform. His show, visually stunning, musically even more stunning. I wow. was I stood there with my chin on the floor for an hour and a half. Um, but in the same vein, I'll go and see John Mayer, then I'll go and see The 1975, then I'll go and see Celine Dion, then I'll go and see Barry Love Manilow. There's, I think you have to submerse yourself in everything that you want to see. And don't ever think for a second oh it's not very cool to go and see x or it's actually I, I need to go and see x because they're really trendy doesn't matter yeah, yeah do what you love do what you like do not let anybody judge you for what you're deciding to do go and live your best life. and i do like that and, and i guess recently i've i've been trying to find i mean so i have a personal coach that helps me uh, like like development yeah nice. yeah so I, I started working with him when i was running my marketing business and now I've, I've started a new business it's it's a lot lower key i'm, I'm not trying to you know change the world here no. i'm just trying to create a little business that i do podcasts for people right Cute. very very simple stuff so my personal development coach has been really helpful with me looking at my entire life right so we we spent that's like home, work, and play, right? What's my home life like? What are my goals? You know, waking up every day, whatever, eating. Uh, what's my work-life goals? And, you know, what do I like to do for fun? And so one of the things I realized that I cannot go to the gym unless I have a reason to be fit. So there's no point in me working out. Unless you need a I goal. Have, well, unless I'm playing a sport, right? So I thought, well, I'll find a sport, right? So I, I went to karate a few months ago and I, and I did a bit of karate. Yeah. It's neat. It's well, the thing is, I liked it because it was disciplined. I used to be in the army cadet, so I, I like the whole respect and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I moved here, I thought, well, I'll just I'll find a karate place around the corner. Karate. You know, I love it. Karate. karate. Uh, I found Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's uh, not the same, right? It's not the same. No, no, no. And um, is it is it 
offensive it's, or it's, defensive? It's, it's like wrestling um, mixed with like, I'm just going to rip your head off if I so can. Offensive. Or snap, snap nice. your arm, you know, or your wrist or your, 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 your foot. <laughs> and so the first time I went, went to this place, uh, like last week, I walk into this this place and the trainer says to me, oh, it's your first time here, I'm a first time here. He says, all right, go put that gi on, you know, like the, yeah. um, mm-hmm. like the dressing gown. Ish. And, not rub um, yourself in gear. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't, no, like no, it wasn't like, get, get your goose fat out. Okay. No, um, so I, I went over to the, the coat rail and I put on this beautiful gear. It was like really nicely ironed. It had a lovely black belt. I was like, this is amazing. A black and, belt. And I walked back onto the mat and he says to me, it's like, everyone's laughing. They're like, that's my gear. <gasps> And I'm like, with the black belt. Well, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, um, okay. So, I was, uh, and the one he, he was then pointed at was covered in blood, and it was all just like creased and everything. Yeah. Anyway, I get back on the mat, and suddenly some like ultra heavyweight like gets me in a headlock and tries to like, yank my head off. No. Um, and I was like, no, no, no. So three days later, I decided that I'm not going to be doing that for fun, and I will find another outlet. I think you actually accidentally walked into Ultimate Fighting Champion or yeah, something. That sounds. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not fun, but it's about trying these things. Right, you've got to try these things just to see if you like it or not. So I think the um the next one I, mean, I did a bit of salsa as well um with Nina. I took Nina to Cameron, to that's very romantic. You know what? We we've got this little date night thing. Girls love to dance. You know what? And it was great because we, we got, went to uh, Queen of Hoxton actually shout out in Shoreditch. Um whoop, whoop. and they're fantastic. I think they do it three times a week. And mm. you basically you, you get with a different partner, um, you know, every like five minutes you change over. Yes, yeah, so, so you switch. go there like on a date or you so know, it's with social. Someone. Super social. Some people are really awkward though. And I and I do get this sense like for people like us I look you in the eye. I'll dance you. Yeah, know. damn straight. Some people are like, I'm not going to look you in the eye, you know. And I'm you just, just going to look at my feet. Well, not even your feet. Like, look, 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 look up there. You're like, what's up there? What are you looking at? You know. Um, but you know, this is the type of thing that you can now do on a regular occurrence. You can go anywhere in London and you can try a new thing every week. So I do encourage you to do that. I will. Um, just to just to try and yeah, you meet people. You figure out what you definitely don't want to do. My new thing next week is trip to San Francisco. Wow. Week after that, my new thing is go to yoga class. Brilliant. I, I mean, I already do yoga, yeah, but yeah, new, yeah, yeah. Yoga. new yoga. And then the week after that, um, gig with Sting. I like it. That's what I'm aiming for. I so like three, it. three yeah. weeks. Yeah, amazing. That gives me. Tell me, have you been to San Francisco before? I have once. Amazing. I used to work for um, this very bizarre company based in Scotland, where you could buy a square foot of land for thirty pounds, and you could become a lord or a lady. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the name of the company because I don't want to promote them. Um, but uh, I used to, I used to be on the TV a lot for them, telling people I about remember, Scotland. Yeah, and you went to Australia and see. Um, I went to I Australia. Went... I, the, it was very ironic how it all happened. But unfortunately, and you did San Fran then as well with these. I went to San Francisco, and I didn't really have. I I was doing lots of radio interviews and TV stuff. I didn't have a chance to actually see San Francisco. I saw Mrs. Doubtfire's house. Oh, amazing! Oh, I've been to San Francisco before. I actually I got my tattoo there. My I got the grid coordinates coordinates of Oldney. Uh, I got it done in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, I mean, good luck there because, you know. You well, know I'm really excited. Like. I'm going to this big music festival, loads of big, big people playing. I'm going to submerse myself into as much music as I can while I'm there. Amazing. Visit my nephew who lives out there. Oh, incredible. Yeah, so that's exciting. My nephew, I'm 35, and he's like <laughs> 28. Um, oh, you've got a big family, isn't like, Yeah, you know, you know yeah. that's what happens when you marry an old man. Wow. But I'm really excited to just. But shout out to all those people yeah. that have married the person of their dreams, by the way. Do you know what? And you you see, oh god you see it all this. the time don't you they make documentaries about age gap relationships yeah. my age gap is the same as between Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas and I figure they're, they did alright 
Yeah, uh, do you know what? I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. You know, because like, do you know what? Like, he doesn't look sixty-two, does he? He doesn't look sixty-two. No, he really right. doesn't. He's he's a young guy at heart as well. That's the one thing I find about people that live on Oldney is that they drink a lot, they 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 eat a lot, they 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 relatively. We live a good life. We're young at heart. That's the thing. We have longevity. That's the... the, the we live long. I think it's the mind over the body. Yeah. So, like, your, if your mind is, is constantly active, if you've got the community around you, if you've got, like, the drama that goes on in Oldney is almost like, sorry, I can't die. I've got to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, cool. And they just live long. It's just a very easy place <laughs> to be and enjoy and live. Also, I think, on average, I mean... Our speed limit's 35 miles an hour. So most people aren't getting run over. They're just not. Um, but it's strange that you don't have to wear a seatbelt there because in my head, I've always thought, yeah, but you still crash the same. <laughs> Do you I, know what I mean? I think we should wear seatbelts. I know a lot of people that choose to, but mostly because they've yeah. got modern cars now and the seatbelt thing <laughs> we don't have seat belts kicks like off ours, if yeah. you don't wear one. Um, I, I never wear a seatbelt. No, me neither. But like, that's the thing. That's the joke, isn't it, at the moment, is that like there's like... It's like 12 people hanging out the side of a moke driving up the street with kids so on their these, lap. So there's these like... mini mokes on Alderney, which are, which are basically like minis with no sides. They're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. we've got roll bars. <laughs> and um, everyone's just like, I, I, we when we were kids, oh, another Alderney celebrity, Ian Botham. Of course, the Beefy, England cricketer. Beefy would loan us his mini moke. And when he wasn't on the island, we'd just drive around in his car. And we'd get in the car and me and my baby cousin, my auntie would drive us to the beach and we'd be hanging off the back like monkeys. That's it. That's it. But there's no sense of health and safety. Not because, you know, well, first of all, the bureaucracy is not, it's just not there. But second of all, I think people take responsibility for what they do. I don't think we're complacent by any means. No, I don't think we're just no. being risky and daft. No, no, But no. we'll go and jump off the Douglas Key, you know, yeah. off the end of our break. We'll, jump, <laughs> we'll go and jump off the end of that. Yeah. And, um, or a big rock, we'll just go and like tombstone. But this that. is great, Alex, because like, essentially, you know, this is what life is about. It's about, you know, you, you, if you make a mistake, you learn from it, right? Mm. And if we're always telling people to not to do things, because, you know, we, we're never going to learn. We're living so. in a namby-pamby world in Absolutely. that case, aren't and we? And this is why kids growing up on Oldney right now are so, so lucky, because, yeah. you know, they, they have a, kids these days do have a much um, better understanding of everything. Uh, they just do. I, I was in a school last week um, with a politician who I'm doing some, some work with, um, talking to kids about politics, right? And these 16-year-old kids know more than I do. Oh, I haven't got you a know? And so genuinely, I know these kids are aware of dangers. I know they are. When you bring a kid to the bunker party for the first time, it's not like you're just like, oh, here's a, a, a litre of pims and, and go nuts. <laughs> it's here's a litre of pims, now give me some. You know, like, Here's a litre of turbo pims. Yeah. I've replaced the lemonade with champagne. You literally <laughs> couldn't be in a safer place to it's grow up. a right? wonderful place to grow up. I do worry that maybe our children are a little naive. Um, are the ones on Oldney potentially but thank God for the internet thank God for the internet Jesus um, I, I had never been to London until I was 16 years old that's madness yeah so for me going to the big city my mum was really worried about me going because I think she was worried that I mean I drove, get mugged, Alex. I drove a car the other day I've only ever driven in Alderney <laughs> I had to go I had to go to um, uh, Guernsey the, oh the next gosh. door neighbour island I I drove traffic lights for the first time. I drove roundabout for the first in time. Yeah. I mean, that's not I'd, a massive I'd, step up from Oldney, is it? No, but I I forgot the first time through the traffic lights. You just I mean, went through them? I just went through them. But fortunately, they were green, <laughs> so I was okay. But I hadn't even noticed them? that they were there. And what do you think about driving in London? Because I wouldn't even think about it. Really? Wouldn't even... Um, 
No. You see, you get these little things like zip cars these days where it's like a, it's like an, yeah, you just walk them. up to a car and you just unlock it with your iPhone and yeah. it, you, you can drive and you it. you hire it for an hour or yeah, something. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a bit amazing. like a, a Santander bike. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, a car it, Honestly, it's phenomenal. Um, but I would be really careful. Driving in London is one of those things where you just take the wrong, the wrong road and suddenly you're in a, you're in a whole different area. I have no desire no. to get in a car in alternate Just let alone London Uber Uber around London I'm liking the Uber I'm liking the Tuba the I'm, Tuba I'm, I'm all on it so it's it's lovely that I can see London through fresh eyes yes because I know a lot of people that live in London that want to get out and move to Alderney. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah, just doing the freaking opposite. And it's great that it's all fresh and new and exciting. I like taking the tube. Absolutely. I don't, well, I don't mind the sardine cram at a rush hour on a Tuesday night at 5.30 going... But you know what's funny back. is that you, you as a performer, as as an entertainer, you have the opportunity to brighten up people's day. And there's nothing better than seeing someone on the tube when we're doing the sardine thing who makes a joke yeah. like i've seen it maybe twice it's like seeing a unicorn it's like it's like you literally see someone make a joke and everyone laughs it's a win-win situation as a everyone performer suddenly, as well yeah of course. because not only are you making other people happy but that's the whole reason that's you're doing do. it because it yeah. makes you happy you know maybe maybe we should set yourself a challenge okay. which is to which is to speak to a stranger every day <gasps> well so far so good yeah. I had a stranger approach me as soon as I arrived in uh, North London today. Oh, really? What yeah. did, what were they the first time I'd gone north. Did they want some drugs? They wanted some money to buy some drugs. Oh, well, then there you go. Then And what did you say to they them? They only wanted 20p, and I said, oh, here's a pound. Oh, there you go. Yeah, knock yourself out. Feed the habit. Have an extra MDMA yeah. or whatever yeah. it is you're having today. I don't think they do that. That's like some party drugs. Right? I, I don't think. know about drugs well, at then, all, well, then, well, then you have, to, you have to know that actually, I mean, it's it's shocking. Some places in London. probably just for like heroin, isn't it? Yeah, but there's this new drug called Spice. Um, um, oh, that's not new. I, I say new. It, it's it's not new, but it. The, oh, is it the the, 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 the souped up version is bad, of spice? You know, like it's it's it's. It ruins you. It ruins you, and it's really cheap. It's Have you so heard of cheap. crocodile? Crocodile. I urge you to not Google that. Uh, crocodile with yeah, a K. No, I have heard of it, this. It um, actually, it's like crystal meth, but in worse. In like African countries, it's, it's become. It's a big in uh, Russia, I think. Or, right. or Eastern Europe crocodile or something Cro- yeah, cro- yeah crocodile or something and it you waste away yeah it's you, terrible it disintegrates you but who needs drugs right when you've got activities and, and, and fun music is my life. drug that's it love is the drug and wine's a pretty good drug as well um I'm all for a pint of wine whenever, <laughs> you know, take take one pint as necessary when, when well, you Well, that's it. what you might not like in London is that, you know, when they come over to you with a small glass of wine <gasps> and you're a bit like, mm-hmm. Well, the lovely joyful thing at 35 being student, student discount. Whoa. Hello. What's oh that when gosh. it's at home? I love student it. Student discount. I, I'm rinsing Oxford Street with my Great. student discount. Great. Found some nice little two for one cocktails. Have you got yourself a rail card yet? Yes, I do. Yes. Good. And are you using it on the underground? I am. Good. Yes. Good. good. So I'm, feeling, off. I'm feeling good about that. Nice. And then I'm you can get around grateful. the UK now. You can go wherever you want. I know. Well, it's great for me to go home when I have to travel down to Southampton. So, yeah, I think it's like six pounds or something for me to, to get home. Absolutely sorted. Thank you very much. Um, I love it. Well, Alex, great. we're coming to the end of yes. the episode. So is there anything else that you wanted to, to discuss with my fantastic mm, audience? No, not really. Um, but if anybody knows Sting... Sting, Sting, we need to talk to you. We need your to talk fantastic to your... audience are going to be so young, they're going to be like, who the bloody hell is Sting? Do you know what's ironic? Is that when I look into my analytics, guess who my who the audience really is? It's... 45. Face and old new. Yeah. 
It's me. We should do an Oldney podcast, you know, like honestly, just talk to everyone in Oldney. Are you coming home for Christmas? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'll be coming for Christmas. Well, then we'll yeah. we'll we'll Aldenify it. Absolutely. We'll go out. I'll Absolutely. hold the mic. But this is it. It's like, you know, this is what we're talking about earlier. It's like, Oldney's always going to be there. And all I want to do is just do everything on Oldney right now. I was even considering living there. I was considering moving there for a year and doing uh, the Oldney Diaries, which it's was going to be like a Cammy. vlog type thing. But the point is, it's so lovely. It's so lovely. It is so lovely. I've spent all summer. I quit my job. Um, I had like a mainstream office job. I quit my job in uh, June knowing that I was coming to London in September. I spent June till September working from the beach, working from the pub, working from my friends' houses, just living the dream. And no matter where you go, no matter what you do, oh God, I've just turned into like pure and simple by hearsay. <laughs> Wherever you go, um, Alderney's going to be there. Alderney's going to be there. Yeah, honestly, there's a song for every occasion on Alderney. I mean, this podcast has literally been dominated by music and Alderney. But that's okay. Um, that's my life. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And uh, I'm cool about that. Cool. So, Alex, how can we uh, follow you, follow your journey? I am on Instagram at the Channel Island Girl. Classic. Because I'm a girl from the Channel Islands. I love it. Do you have a little little line at the end? Of no, it? no, no. No, I'm just, just the at Chan the, the Channel, Channel Island Girl. girl. And um, or you can just hashtag Alderney and you'll That's find it. me most That's of the it. time. Yeah, um, so go and check out Alex's uh, journey. Listen to my music. Bim. Yes. Or you can listen to my uh, my latest single. And if Sting's trying to get in touch with you, we'll just we'll just give him your number. Yeah, just tell him, <laughs> just tell him to call me. Your your oh one eight one eight two. Yeah. No, don't ring that. That's yeah. That's it's not a four-digit number. <laughs> that's it. But Sting, my number is four one four five. That's the great thing about Alderney. Yeah, Everybody just knows four-digit phone, digit phone numbers. That's so funny, isn't um, it? Yeah, forty sixty, mate. Forty sixty. Forty sixty. I love it. Awesome. Well, look, Alex, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you for and, having uh, me. Yeah, I'll get you back on the show for sure in the future. Um, maybe you and Sting can come by. Yeah, I'll bring Sting next time. Bring that Sting would be along. Yeah, we'll, be amazing, we'll play the it? flute. The flute. The flute of doom. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Alex. Woo. Woo. There you go.